Hi everyone, this is Daniel. I just wanted to say that we normally record two shows a week. We record the main show on the Tuesday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race and then a Thursday night show where we read all of your feedback. But because of traveling and other things this week, we have combined the two shows together into some kind of gigantic super show. Not some kind of gigantic, just this kind of gigantic super show is what I'm trying to say. So enjoy, please. But if if you're new to us, this isn't, we don't normally like put out three hours worth of podcasting. It's not three hours. I'm just being histrionic. But, uh, you know, enjoy. Enjoy. This is not our normal format, but just enjoy it anyway. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 8, Episode 7, titled Shady Politics. My name, Joe Batance, and I am joined by two capable co-hosts from the podcast Dubious Intent. Please, caucus for Daniel J. Brewer. You know what, Joe Batance? My grandmother once told me that I would make it to the caucus, but I wouldn't qualify. It was the most horrible thing that I'd ever heard from her, and it sticks to me to this day. And fresh back from his role as an extra on General Hospital. <laughs> fresh back from his role as an extra on General Hospital. Cast your vote for one Taylor T. Latte Boy. I feel like this is the scene like when Nasha came back where I should come running and screaming, I'm back, bitches! And the two of you need to scream. <laughs> and then you're gone by the end of the episode. Like, oh, right? God damn it. Where's, yes. where's Scarlet Starlet? Where is she? I know she's here somewhere. Oh, God. Taylor, the latte boy. What a sight for sore eyes. We, uh, we are so happy to have you back here on the Rue Paul Drag Race Recap Show. <laughs> Thanks, Rue. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I thought I was being introduced like a judge. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. I, uh, hey, honey, how do I look? <laughs> fabulous, Joe. Absolutely fabulous. Um, yeah, no, I was in the hospital while you guys were recording. I had a, I had some problems with the sugars. And by that, I mean Don- Donna Sugars Donna tried sugar. to poison me. So wait, 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 no. wait. Oh shit, the volume was down. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Now so I see, I see we're I see we're back to a top notch production. Exactly. The, the, nothing's changed while I was gone. Absolutely nothing. You yeah, know what? Yeah. Uh, I have seen Taylor since his hospital excursion because on my last mm-hmm. day of my vacation I went to dinner with uh Taylor and his uh, crew from Potas Michael. And how was the hospital food, Daniel? It was <laughs> I had the lime jello. It was uh it's that lime jello that you get, Joe. It's it's what you do. I did not get lime jello in the hospital and I was actually sad about it. And when the day I got out of the hospital, Taffy took me to Publix and I said, well, she said, what do you want? And I said, I want lime jello. So we, I made, I got sugar-free lime jello and had that. Wow. And it was about as good as you'd expect lime jello to be. Th- yeah. Well, I especially why. sugar-free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but the sugar-ish is, the sugar, the sugar not free is not as good for me. So. Are you done with the sugars now, Taylor? Like, like Daniel, be honest. I want you to tell him, Taylor, did he get dessert at dinner? Uh, no, Jovatans. He did not get a d- uh, dessert at dinner. Hmm, interesting. Okay, well, I'll believe whatever you say, Daniel, because I know you always tell the truth. So, uh, well, Taylor, everyone in the world of RuPaul's Drag Race recap has missed you, and they're all excited for you to be back. Yes. With the exception I, I, of Donna Sugars. Yes, <laughs> Donna Sugars, right. Yes, and thank you to Jay for filling in for me. He was actually a lot of fun to listen to. I finally got to listen to the episode uh, earlier this week. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. I was sad to not be a part of it because I definitely had things that I wanted to say and but I couldn't. But now I'm okay, here this you week say? to talk Go about now. this week. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was on like Tuesday. We're taping this on Friday. So it was it was a while ago. Yeah, okay. it's been a while since we all taped together, right, Daniel? It has, yeah. I've been on vacation, and uh, you've been out camping, and Taylor's been uh, in the hospital. So, yeah, we've... Dying. Been, <laughs> yeah, we've all been doing things. I almost died when I was camping. Oh, that, I'm sure yeah. that's a fascinating story that we should cover in our later part of our show, in our supersized episode this evening. Or on my own podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe. <laughs> no, that thing sucks. All right, go ahead. Uh, move along. <laughs> <sighs> At least we have chemistry. Mm. This week the pit crew is pumped. <laughs> this week the pit crew is pumped up for the mini challenge, and the queens hit the campaign trail to run for the first drag president. The unlikely team of Bob the Drag Queen and Derek Barry were elected as the winners of the challenge, while Shishi Devane and Thorgy Thor were relegated to the bottom two. During the lip sync battle, Chi-Chi rose above her questionable mime makeup and slayed the performance. But in the end, Thorgy Thor sashayed away. Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? Taylor, since you're the first one back, let's start with Daniel. Um, actually, it's, I had a... Th- <laughs> oh, oh No, go ahead. Taylor. No, go ahead, Taylor. I was kidding. I, I would say that a comment you made on the last episode that I was on about Bob being the mean girl has affected how I see Bob now. Mm-hmm. And I'm you should, because he's the mean girl. And I, I, the, the love, while the love is still there, the love is fading. And I was very sad to see Thor G go this week. But uh, between the two, I thought she, for reasons we'll get into later, I, I thought it was the right choice. Now, Daniel went to Brooklyn to watch Thor G Thor do a viewing party. And now he's her best friend. I'm um, not her best friend. How did you friend. feel about this? But you know what, Taylor? I'm not Taylor. Daniel, you, you did a good job. You also predicted I know. this might be the week that Thor G Thor goes <sighs> home. I was so sad. I so didn't want to be right. But it's just something in the way she said she may or may not be there next week to do the viewing well, party. Well, let's be honest. Daniel has never said he didn't want to be right. So that's not a correct <laughs> statement. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I didn't want to be right in this. And... Uh, uh, it, was, it was sad and I feel bad. But then at the same time, you know, it's she made it really fun. She's like this season's Katya, which I believe you said on the on the Extra Lap show. App, Extra Lap show. She's going to have an amazing career in front of her. It doesn't matter. This yeah. this is like any of the other reality shows, right? It doesn't matter necessarily if you win. It matters whether you win the hearts and minds of the people out there. And I don't think there's anyone out there that hates Thor G. Thor. I think a lot of people, you know, if you were to graph her, since this is the politics show, if you were to graph her, you know, her likability... I think Thor G. Thor is huge. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, I don't see her having a lot of negatives. So she has a great, now, she has a great career ahead of her. It's funny that you say that because, um, I, you know who I feel bad for in all this? Uh, no, Joe, who is Cynthia Lee Fontaine? Because there cuckoo. goes her, uh, her bid for uh, Miss Cuckoo Congeniality that she was going for. <laughs> uh, cause now, we, I mean, we all know who Miss Congeniality is. I mean, it's, it's, is there even a chance that anybody but Thor G. Thor? Oh, I don't no. think so. Maybe, uh, maybe Chi Chi. Yeah, I could see. I could see it being Chi Chi here, Joe. Because I know we like Thorgy Thor, and we do. But you know, if you look at uh, um, Untucked and the way that they they went on and on about uh, Thorgy Thor, oh, you know what? I haven't watched Untucked. Oh, this week. yeah, no, Bob like held court on you know some of Thorgy's. You know, she loves to complain, but you know, and she'll end everything with, with "But you look amazing." You know, it's just like uh, she like she'll bitch, 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 and then try to soft sell it really fast at the end. 
Uh, yeah, that maybe after we end this, I'll watch this untucked. <laughs> get the behind the tea on what's going on on the RuPaul's Drag Race show. Exactly, great. Um, is RuPaul is uh, is Bob still doing the thing that I think that he's a bully? Is are we still still see more know. Bob the bully? I don't think so. But what do you think, Taylor? Uh, it's not so much the bully, but I feel like there's there was some manipulation, especially if you watch Untucked. There was some manipulation on Bob's part. He he was focusing it on Derek. I think because in his mind, Derek was going to be, there was a possibility Derek was going to be in the bottom, but you you can see that there's definitely some more manipulation on his part, trying to get into the other girl's heads. Yeah. And, and that kind of was a little bit of a turnoff for me. Yeah. Kind, it was, it's similar to things that Ginger did last season, things that Ginger said, where it was kind of where she would just sort of lay something out there and just kind of leave it for everybody to look at and sort of stew over. Yeah. He, Derek made a comment about the song that they lip sync to, and how like this you have to do if you don't do well at this song then you're not a real drag queen and this is this is the epitome of what everybody should do and you're going to go down in history like saying all this stuff to the people that were in the bottom because he knew he was in the top right at this point and i just i kind of didn't like that all right so i hated this episode only because thor g thor went home and i just i love her so hard which is funny because I think the episode in pieces is actually amazing. Yeah, it was. I mean, watching it, we watch it sixteen billion times because of this. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I I was on I was on the road, so I couldn't watch it live. So I had to wait the next day for it to download. And of course, the next day was a travel day for me, so I was driving all day. So I didn't actually get to watch the episode until really late Tuesday night. But I had already peeked on Facebook and went there, so I knew who went. And as, as soon as I saw that it was Sergi mm-hmm. Thor, I was like, oh. But yeah, no, I, I I thought overall it was a pretty good episode. I think. I didn't like the pairings because I don't like group challenges, especially this far into the competition to, you know, I think if this had not been a group challenge, I don't think Thor G. Thor would have been on the bottom. I think it probably would have been uh, Chi Chi and Kim Chi on the bottom because they had the two worst ads. It's like if you were judging those ads individually, I think it would have been a Chi Chi Kim Chi battle as opposed to a Chi Chi uh, Thor G. Thor battle. Should we talk about this now or should we wait until we get to this segment? Because I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, Let's wait until we get to the segment. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Back in the workroom after the elimination, the queens talk to Derek Barry about his breakdown during judging. This has been such a rocky road for me. I know there's at least three queens in the room that want to see me go home. Oh. You broke down, girl, at the end. That monologue. You were like, oh my God, thank you for the Academy Award. <laughs> you don't understand how long it was. This is the most emotional roller coaster I've ever been on. It's such a struggle for me to be around such creative people. And it just crumbled down on me today. And I'm like, I know that I'm a slave for you, dance. I'm so sorry. May I leave the stage now? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Thorgy Thor makes some bold predictions. Chi Chi will never recover from this bad decision. I will never forget that she wasted our time yesterday. I just feel misunderstood. Clearly, Chi-Chi is the next to go and Derek's the next to go. Oh, man. Either one of them, who cares? They're the next to go. That should have been a sign right there. <laughs> that was a sign in our house. After that was said, Babalu slowly turned to me and went, oh, no. And I said, yep, I think I think that we just saw the end of Thorgy. Yeah, obviously, I knew the outcome before I watched it. But yeah, it was, that was to me. It's like, ah, ah, ha, ha, ha. There you go. <laughs> Can we talk, all right, so, so can we talk about this uh, Derek Berry uh, breakdown on the runway thing? Because I have a little bit of, uh, I don't know, shade to toss in another podcast direction. 
I'm speaking, Uh-oh. of course, of the libraries open. Uh, they they were talking about the editing and how much they hated talking about the editing. But they mm-hmm. said a thing that I I'm sorry, Donna Elizabeth. I love you dearly. You're my sister, and I love you. Mm-hmm. But you made the statement that they edited it to make it look like Derek gave a long speech just so they could show a clip of Bob looking at his watch. Don't you think it's more likely that there was just a really long speech and they edited it down to show on the main show? I mean, Wait, this... I'm confused. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. I, you know, I haven't gotten to the library as open. Oh this yeah. Week. You should camping. listen to You should listen to that. Yeah, it's a great camping. show. Yeah. It is like, I haven't listened to it, but what, what it, she said that they made like, so she's saying that Derek didn't really give a long speech. Right. No, cause it, it in her mind, what happens on the show is what happened. Like what they show us happens. Like the, many times they talk about the fact that I, oh, I am getting really shady here. Aren't many times they talk about the fact that it's like, wow, I don't know how they pulled the look together in such a short period. They got finished with that one challenge and then they had to go to the runway. It's like, you don't know that. There could have been another day between there. It's like what they're yeah. showing us is not real time. And I just want so to, like, to per- clarify, you're saying on the library is open that they think that the judges critiques last about four minutes. Yes. And they think that Derek Barry gave the speech that we heard. And now they're trying to make it stretch it out by cutting it together. They're like trying to see, make it seem like it was a really long speech so that they could show the clip of Bob, the drag queen looking at his watch. But then they were standing in the workroom all talking about how fucking long it was. <laughs> Taylor, do you listen to the library is open that uh, seminal podcast? Okay, moving on. Uh, let's go on. To... <laughs> anyway, she made these bold predictions. You know, I mean, we we talked about Derek Barry's breakdown yes. Uh, before, yes. and we got to see a little bit more of it. What's funny though is I think seeing more of it. If I remember, I haven't seen the episode since Monday. Um, yeah, she's crazy, but we've all known she's crazy. <laughs> yes. Well, we know that. Yeah. yeah, she just she she admits she starts that clip by saying, "I lost it." Right? He's like, he was out there talking about what Britney dances she could do and whatnot. Anyway, it, anyway, yeah, it, I, it I, changes. I she, she's dim. We we've we've mentioned that that we think that she's and they actually all talk about that. They all talk about the fact that all of them seem to think that she's not very smart, but she also seems like a very kind person. Yes, and just and very. We've talked about how sensitive she is, and I think this was a situation where when you're in this situation, much like Kim Chi later on in the show when you're used to kind of being told you're really good and then they break you down, even with the intention of breaking you down to build you up, it can be very hard for people to hear that. And I think that's why you saw what you saw with her. Yeah. Especially like pretty people. I think so. Cause I, I'm pretty hideous. So it's like, I've not, I've never had the benefit of it. It's like, but I hear that when you're really pretty, you have the benefit, you know, people will defer to you a lot of times just because it's like, yes, more, that's very true. That attractive. is very true. So Taylor, I, I, Taylor I is, it, that, is yes. it true, Taylor, that more attractive people get better jobs? You know, they have easier time in interviews and stuff like that. That's what I hear. Absolutely. What Everything's I hear. been a cakewalk for me my that's entire what, life. I, I also wonder, though, going what you were saying, Daniel, if Derek Barry is seeing the first signs of, you know, hot girl disease. Yeah. You know, every, every girl, we know when they're, they're young and they're hot and they're the thing, everyone, their jokes are always super funny. Right. And everything they say is just so wonderful. They're surrounded they by get... Michelle Visay. Isn't that the plural yeah. plural of Visage? Visay. Yeah. <laughs> they're, for, they're surrounded by Michelle Visay going, ha ha ha. ha, ha. Yes. They have a bunch of that yes. going on. She's Miss Thing at the yeah. at the Frank DeCaro show or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. In, in, Las, in Las Vegas. And, you know, she's Miss Las Vegas. She's cute. She's a Twinkie boy. She has her thruple. She -hmm. has her whole thing going. And then now she shows up somewhere and she's not the prettiest girl in the room or at least not treated like such. And I think that's very difficult for her. Yeah. I think for the record, I would totally go see the Frank DeCaro show live in Las Vegas. (laughs) Stating for the record. 
Well, then we will make that happen, Daniel uh, Taylor. <laughs> um, back in the workroom the next day, RuPaul enters. Hello, 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 and is joined by the pit crew to announce this week's mini challenge. Ladies, America's next drag superstar needs to use her intuition to make important decisions in the blink of a false eyelash. Now, this is how we do it. I share a fun fact about one of our Andrew Christian models. And then you determine if he prefers the top or the bottom. (gasps) Bunk. I'm talking bunk here, ladies. (laughs) There's a giant bunk bed right there, okay? And the queen who gets the most matches wins. Now, I included this clip because a lot of shows have have stated outright that they were confused by this challenge. And... I don't know if you have to live in New York to know what Casper is. Do you guys know what Casper is? The the, the people that sponsored this. He's bit? a friendly ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who? He's Cas- a child that was murdered. Okay. Well, and me, then and his ghost uh, no. has come now to play with children. No. Do and you eventually know- starred in Starship <laughs> Troopers. Yeah. Do you know the Do you know the company Casper? Like, if I said, "Oh, this is from Casper," would you know even what they sell? No. Okay. They are a mattress company. They're based in New York City, and it's like they. They plastered the subways with these kind of offbeat kind of ads about, you know, and it all revolves around a mattress. So this is very Casper in, a, in its thing, which is just like, hey, we want to sponsor a segment where they have to figure out whether they're tops or bottoms and they go to the bunk because that's our mattresses on the bunk. See, see what I'm saying? It's like just, it was so nothing more than that. It was just literally like, guess whether this bitch is a bottom or a top. That was it. <laughs> that, was, that was the challenge. Wait, bottom bunk or top bunk, right? Right. Yeah, but I mean, it's just saying that was all there was to it. There was, and people keep trying to read stuff into this, like this is some kind of deep, meaningful stuff. No, it was just like, I don't think it was deep or meaningful. I think it was just the way it was described. I didn't understand what exactly was going on, and Babalu didn't either. Mm-hmm. We just kind of looked at each other like, I don't understand why. I remember the, the the game last year where they all had to like pull things out of their pouch or yeah. whatever, and there was a numbers like they kept going until they got a whammy or something, right? Right. Yeah. So I understand that that was kind of the equivalent of what this was. But still, it was, and they bring out that weird little trolley Andrew Christian who comes out and kind of <laughs> like slobbers all over the, you know. I'm going to tell you something. He's better than that uh, absolute guy. Remember, he'd come in and be a judge. Oh, yeah. Or Billy B. Billy B. Oh, with his, Billy B. That was the worst, too. With his stupid neck tattoos and all that shit. Yeah. Or Santino. They should, have, they should do a week, with, yeah, <laughs> a week with Santino, Billy B., and absolute vodka guy are all the judges. No. Anyway, no, I just, not. I'm sorry. I pulled the clips this week because Joe is uh, camping. So if the show sucks this week, it's completely my fault. But uh, when, when did the show start sucking? Yeah. Uh, no, it didn't. I'm saying, but if you feel that way, I am responsible because I picked these really weird Daniel, clips. Have you to heard pull. the library is open? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I just wanted to include that because I just wanted to clear that up. It's like if you if you live in New York or if, if you're around New York, you see those Casper ads all the time. It's very that is very much in their humor of doing not it. the so, rules of the game. You no, just wanted no. to clarify that I Casper just, is a mattress company I in just New York. To class That's that. what's important to you. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. <laughs> okay. He wanted everyone to know this. It, it's very important that we know that. <laughs> Move along, hey everyone. Lest you be confused, because this will. T- <laughs> Totally explain this bit that was so hard to understand. I didn't say Casper it was hard to understand. Is I a said mattress they were- <laughs> company in New York, and they have really weird ads. That, yeah, yeah. If you knew that, this bit made total sense. <laughs> oh dear God! Um, Move you know, along. here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's yes. how I view it. Okay. I didn't get it first. This is what the problem was, and now we learned we became straight men essentially when <laughs> uh, during the '70s when they'd bring out like the hot girls during like a Merv Griffin show or something. <laughs> right. Is 
he was explaining uh the the what this was sort of and i was looking at the boys and i'm like what are they talking about and then i eventually realized they meant top bunk and bottom bunk i, I didn't leave confused right but it did take me a while because i was staring at the guys no i yeah when you show that many packages <laughs> on the screen yeah it kind of draws your eye i'm saying uh, I at some point, and we don't have to talk about it now because I know we're doing kind of like a supersized episode. I'd like to have a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about Miles Davis Moody. Yes. Have it now. How about now? You mean the one that starred in a bunch of uh, porn movies where he was clearly the bottom, and they all like half of them decided that he was a top. He's been in porn movies. <laughs> uh, uh, where did Taylor go? He just left. <laughs> No, has he? Uh, I believe so. I know this picture of his. I've seen the picture of his dick. I've never seen the movies. Uh, oh. I mean, if only there was an inner network system of computers that we could well, ask this I, question I too. Have I, mean, a th- I have a thing on Tumblr where I like, you know, because you can follow certain things, and he's somebody that I follow when people post mm-hmm. pictures. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he, I used to find him much cuter than I do now. There's something about him that is kind of, I don't know, he's. I, I, he, he, I used to, but now that I know I can see his dick someplace, that, that may change. You can definitely see, I've seen his dick. Right. I don't, I've never seen porn, but I've seen his dick. I'm Googling well, it right now. Please uh, please stand by. Uh, but go ahead. Move move along, Joe Batanz. Derek Barry was named the winner, and RuPaul immediately launched this week's Maxi Challenge. Ladies, now this being an election year, I'm throwing your wigs into the ring as the first drag president of these United States of America. All right. For this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be working in pairs to create your own presidential campaign ads. You need to both promote yourself and smear your opponent. Hashtag shady politics. (laughs) The pairings were voted on by the judges and were as follows. Thorgy Thor versus Chi-Chi Devane, Naomi Smalls versus Kim Chi, and Bob the Drag Queen versus... Derek Barry. Guys, what did you think of those pairings? I thought they were very obvious. They they all had to have known going in that that's who they were being paired with. Really? I, it, it, yeah. I, I think at this point, they, they all knew that they're going to match them up with people that they're, with the exception of Naomi and Kimchi, the other, the other four all were kind of sniping at each other. The only way that I could have seen that being slightly different is if Thorgy was Thorgy versus Bob the Dry Queen. But I think the way they were pairing them off and everything, I think it was pretty apparent that that's where the teams that they were going to have set up. Yeah, I think this is one more, you know, they said the judges voted or something along the lines of how she described, you know, how they came up with the pairings. But this is more like one of those little women things. It's like this is all decided backstage. It was decided probably between the producers and, and whatnot. But I don't know, Taylor, if you've heard of this extra lap show that our co-host Joe Batance did. Yeah, had all these great predictions. He had uh-huh. this Derek yeah. Barry. He had this Derek Barry theory going there that I that I kind of yeah. like. I kind of dig this because you know I don't know if you know this Taylor, but Joe lives out in the Hollywood, out in the uh, the crazy I, the crazy. For the world. record, I never claimed that. I mean, I do, but I never claimed that that was why I know. No, things. no, no. But what I'm saying is, is like oh, yeah. I know a lot of people out there, uh, you know, in the biz. Not a lot. I know a few people out there in the biz. And Joe, you know a lot of people out there in the biz, and that makes sure. perfect sense to me, right? This happens all the time on these shows, right? Which like if you have representation, their whole job is to go in there and get you the best damn deal that they can, right? That and you may or may not ever know about it. I know a lot of. Again, not a lot of, I know a few people that make their living performing and have agents and stuff. And yeah, they don't, they're not privy to the, you know, the negotiations going on. They get a call from them one day and they say, Hey, you've got to, you know, show up down here at Disney studios and do this. You're, you've been hired for this role if you want it. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't know the the stuff that went in, you know, the the hardball negotiations or whatever that went in there. So I liked your prediction. I liked your theory a lot there, Joe Batanz. I think that's that's possibly pretty good. Even so far that it's probably not written down anywhere. It's probably just a handshake kind of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I can see that totally. But I, that being said, I think this was the episode that was supposed to be uh, Derek going home. Yeah, but what it if one? What if the one of the producers way. is the one that made that handshake deal and was just like, "Hey, if we paired Derek with Bob, this is what he's saying in his head. If I paired Derek with Bob, it's a team challenge. I know that Derek will be safe another week because there's no way Bob is blowing this challenge." Oh, is that? I, I thought they were judged individually. They were judged. It didn't seem to what? Well, the winners were Bob and Derek, team yeah. one. You know, team three, and yeah. the losers were Thorgy and Chichi, team three. I was like, yeah, perhaps, by by yeah. any measure, by any measure, Kimchi's well, ad was worse than Thorgy's. We have to see what the future uh, songs are, but my guess also, it, it doesn't really work with the theme, but to have, uh, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, is that the name of the whole song? Yeah. Uh, to have that as the, as the lip sync song seems out of context with the theme. So I'd be very curious to see what the theme is next week and maybe where that could have gone. Cause that all that, but it, I, I, I feel sometimes they choose songs that they know certain queens will do better. And I think that they're really devoted see, to Chi-Chi's storyline. I could see that going with the theme because the theme for the runway was black and night, black and white Hollywood realness. And Jennifer Holiday got a, a, you know, she was given what? He said it in Untucked. She was given a an, an Oscar. Or a Tony. A, a Tony Award when Tony. they didn't. Jennifer Hudson. Award. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson. She was given a Tony Award when they didn't give black women Tony. No, Jennifer Holiday oh, oh, oh. was given oh, Jennifer Holiday. Holiday. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. I should listen to Taylor because Joe hasn't seen it. I should I'm so sorry, Taylor. I should have paid attention to you. So I have That's okay. Anyway, that's, that's what Bob okay. said. Excuse I, me, I, I live in Hollywood, <laughs> so I assume you're talking about the Oscar. Hey Daniel, have you ever played Parcheesi? Yeah. Uh, anyway, move along. Moving along. Were we, um, wait, were we done? Th- I think we were done, right? We were you done. Apparently, you, apparently yeah. you were done. Daniel was done. done. So, of course, so we're done. Move along. I've been Move on along. vacation. I might have. Right. I might have been. I might have had some green crack tonight. Go ahead. Sorry. What? <sighs> green that, crack. Yeah, it's a sativa. Hybrid. Isn't that what they call when the Hulk bends over? Hey, everyone. Oh, you that look at that. Look at that. Yeah. No, it's a sativa hybrid. Anyway, go ahead. Joe. Now, Taylor, you might know. This. I heard the, the the Hulk isn't green, right? Is he gray? No, the Hulk originally was gray, but then eventually he turned. He was green. When they sometimes they. Yeah, when when, when Marvel, they, yes, when they could afford better right, ink, right? When Marvel could afford better ink, exactly, green. Yeah. and uh, uh, they eventually, occasionally, he comes back as a gray character named, I think, Joe Fix It. Like it's almost like the Hulk has multiple personalities, and that's one that. Don't ask me to get into that because I don't really yeah. understand it all that. Fred much, Smash. <laughs> Fred? No, I don't. Yeah, no, just like his name. You said his Are name we was talking Joe. about Fred Gold. No, you said his name was Again? Joe. I figured. Uh, Daniel, oh, don't start. God. Don't start oh, Daniel's God. obsession with Fred Goldman. <laughs> no, 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 no. I upset. I, saw I upset Fred Goldman the other day. Hold on, hold on. I upset Kenny Harrison, the hot one on After Buzz TV. I'm so. I sent him an apology letter. I. Uh, Why did you upset him? What'd you do? I upset him because I because I you said I said some racist things on that last show. Uh, I just call I, I no. call balls and strikes. Dan. I don't I think so, I Joe Batanz. I don't think that was the case. Uh, anyway, move along. God, okay. I'm so glad to be back. Can I tell you how yeah. glad I'm to be back? <laughs> Taylor's blood sugar is, is soaring right now. Hey, Taylor, do you read that Thorgy really bad Thor- message that we? Oh, no, go ahead. Thorgy Thor wrestles with editing his material to fit a 45 second act. Okay, oh, so I see what we're doing. So right now we're going to talk about Thorgy Thor versus Chichi Devane, and in this clip, Thorgy Thor wrestles with editing his material to fit a 45 second ad. So I get paired with Chichi because I called Chichi's ass out last week on the runway. But I'm happy to work with Chichi because I will outshine her. <laughs> 
My funny thing is that I'm actually a terrible tyrant. I immediately was like, I wrote 30 pages. Heads may be no longer than 45 seconds. Shit, I have so much material. I don't want to leave any of it out. Damn, Thorgy, like, you just got too much going on. You gotta edit, edit, edit. This is going to be impossible. By the way, I wanted to point out, I grouped it mm-hmm. this way. So we're talking about the three groups. So we're going to talk about their workroom speech, and then we're going to play the two ads. And so I'm just grouping them together. So we'll just talk about each group. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Go ahead. Are any of them, are any of them tops or bottoms? Do we need to be from? Do we need to know about companies from New York to understand how you organized this uh, script? No, actually, you have to know about Kaminsky's uh, Deli in Charleston, South Carolina, in order to get it. But it's not important right now, Joe. Please go ahead. All right. After some coaching from Michel Vessange and Carson Cressley, the following two ads were produced. Hello, good Americans. My name is Thorgy Thor, and I need your vote to become the first drag queen president of the United States of America. You need somebody you can trust. I've never told a lie, and I'm not about to begin now. This is my real hair. <laughs> my opponent, Chi-Chi Duvain, once drank too many wine coolers in college, and she threw up on the floor. Now she visits recovering addicts and feeds food to the homeless. I'm not buying it. Chi-Chi's hand always goes straight for the bottle. My top priority is health care. That's why I'm sending a very expensive bottle of champagne to every home in America. Cheers to your health and mine. <laughs> Woo! Thorgy Thor for president, because I'm more powerful than you. Maybe we should talk about each ad between instead of yeah. The, yeah so yeah. we can talk here's my question do you think Thorgy was making fun of Michelle Visage there at the end because <laughs> she was the one coaching them just like doing that fake like ha 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 <laughs> little uh, Michelle Visage laugh there I liked the voice I, I the, the voice that she used through the whole thing I, it just the there were there was potential there but like they said in the review she didn't really do anything to smear Chi Chi right and she it was just if, if it's if the whole thing of where does she hands out things to the homeless? Well, that's not yeah, slaying somebody that, that it, it didn't make a lot of sense. And when Michelle said, do you want to, do you want a shot of her pulling out a bottle? And she went, no, we're good. Yeah. You knew they were going to come back to that later right, on. Yeah. 16 times. Yeah. But you know what? In, in Thorgy's defense, and I got this tip from the library is open. The judges only worked with her for about 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. No, I I think I, I agree, right? I, I agree. She she never really did the shady part. She usually her shady thing was it was like getting asked in a job interview, like what's what's your worst trait? And I think my worst trait is that I just care too much, you know, or something something that's actually a positive when they're really just wanting you to give a negative on yourself. And I don't think you know, I think that's but that's partly why we love Thorgy Thor, right? Is she, she's just there to have fun. She doesn't really want to you know be coming across as negative and stuff like that. And I saw her show, so I'm kind of jaded about this whole thing. I apologize. The joke about the, you know, I've never told a lie. This is my real hair. Yes. All in with that was that was a funny. And when she would do yeah. the ha, 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 with the big with the big face was yeah. enjoyable to watch, but it didn't meet the criteria for the for what they were looking. Right. It's funny, but it wasn't shady. And I'll, yeah. I also wanted to point this out. Uh, I know we get a lot of listeners because uh, we get a lot of feedback from people that are not in the United States. So they don't watch this show on their TV show and maybe they're watching it through other methods. Uh, but 
if you can't, if you're one of those people that doesn't watch the show and can't get it, all of their ads, because these are really kind of, some of them are kind of visual, all of these ads are available on the Logo TV YouTube channel. They, they went ahead this week and put up all six of the ads, so you can see the, the full ads from all of these. Anyway, go ahead. There's nothing to say. Please play Chi-Chi. <laughs> I'm Chi-Chi Devane, and I approve this message, Goo. I'm Chi-Chi Devane, and I should be your next drag president because I'm real chill and my makeup don't peel. <laughs> but my opponent, Thorgy Thor, is always caught looking like she works for children's parties. Do you really want a clown running your country? I think not. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm working to ensure that every American has a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out. And in that same pot, there'll be chitlins boiling for all. Thorgy want America to walk around with horrible hip pads that resemble Peggy Bundy. Wants to walk around with a food pie. America says, not me, Thorgy Thor. This message has been paid for by citizens who like to eat rare and unusual animal parts. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to Google Fupa when I saw that so, earlier. You don't know what a Fupa is? I don't know what a Fupa is. I had to look it up. It's the same thing as a gunt. Yeah, Joe Batanz, are you familiar with what a Fupa is? I'm going to say <laughs> front underwear pussy as the ass. No, fat upper pussy area. No, or upper uh, upper pubic area is probably that's more gender neutral. But yeah, 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 exactly. So pussy's funnier. Pussy <laughs> is, is always funny. It is. It's yeah. Pussy's always funny. What is? What is it? A cat? <laughs> exactly. No yes. cats. Cats are hilarious, Joe. There's, cartoons should have taught you that by now. Uh, I anyway. I I like this ad. It was stupid, but I don't think it was worse than any of the other ones. But then again, I could be jaded because I like Chichi, but. Uh, she looked like a linebacker. She also, like a line- uh, she no, no, she didn't. Yes, yes, she did. That, that, that was not for her. It, it, she could have been much more of the illusion, in my opinion. Yeah, and that that took away from the front because there there were some funny lines in there, but she just didn't have that. She just kind of looked like I, I don't know. But I think at the same time, this is like, like politicians aren't always the best looking people. I didn't say she had to be glamorous. None of the other ones. I mean, when you think about Bob, the the dry queen didn't necessarily make a glamorous person running for president, but there was a little bit more femininity to Bob versus Chi Chi. I I just think that that is, that has been an ongoing thing talking about even the last week's wizard of Oz thing where she looks like where she doesn't do any sort of contouring or anything like that. Girl, she's from Louisiana and they ain't gotta look like that down there. But she's got those enormous shoulders and it's distracting. And then you're going to wear a a suit, a women's, a woman's (laughs) suit with the big shoulder pads on top of the shoulder. She looked like a linebacker. I'm sorry. Or or Michelle Visage. She, she's kind of looked like. (laughs) Joe, what did you think of what? Of the well, we're done with the Thorgy and Chichi. We're done. It's like, what did you? We've think lost Joe. Yeah, we Thorgy was Thorgy was horrible. I didn't think Chichi was that bad. Okay, great. Her ad, legitimately, Thorgy's ad was terrible. It was not good, objectively yeah. speaking. It was terrible. It was, but it I didn't don't think it was the rules. Michelle gave her the chance. Like, aren't you going to do this? No, nah, I'm good. She had all those notes. She was so unfocused. Not good. I didn't hate Chichi's though. All right, great. All right, next up we have Kim Chi and Naomi Smalls. It's gonna be weird having to do like insult each other when we're like friends. We're not gonna be like, you're a bitch. No, you're a bitch. <laughs> but you're ugly. Well, you're ugly too. <laughs> it's hard because you're not a booger. Kimchi and Naomi are not gonna be smearing each other enough. They are just acting like fucking chia pets in the corner. And they're just so adorable. I'm just gonna say, like, she was caught wearing 
flats on stage. Like stuff like that. I mean, work on it. <laughs> Beauty is pain, and I believe America needs to toughen up. A president needs to be able to carry herself. How is Kim Chi gonna do that when she can't even walk in heels? <laughs> America's first drag president must give speeches, interviews, and debates. It's gonna be hard to understand kimchi when you're dodging saliva through that strong lisp. <laughs> when I'm elected, there will be no more parking tickets and officers will be trained to give free injectable cosmetics. <laughs> free wrestling for all! <sighs> I'm Naomi Smalls and I promise to represent you fiercely. This ad was paid for by Citizens Against Non-Lace Front Wigs. <laughs> See, I thought that ad was horrible. I didn't like that at all. It should have been Naomi V. Thorgy Thor. Really? That ad wasn't funny. I didn't like that ad. I, no, I didn't care for it either, but I don't think, I don't think, I think Kim Cheese was worse, but we can. And what? Oh, Kim Cheese? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If the, if the, if the challenge is to throw shade during the ad, as they pointed out in the judging panel, Naomi's the only one that truly threw shade, right? She made fun of Kim Chi not being able to walk in her heels, okay. and she talked about her list. All right. I see what's going on here. What? Remember, remember when Roger Ebert married that black woman, <laughs> and so every black movie got a positive review? <laughs> now Kenny Harrison. Oh, God. Kenny Harrison now has made you feel <laughs> that you come off as racist, and so now... I, I see, Daniel, I don't see color. Right, of course not. Right, yes, yes. I as, don't see color as a Latino see... man. You don't see color. No. Yes. But I. But now it's like kimchi's bad. But uh, but uh, oh, Naomi was great. Chi Chi was great. <laughs> Explain. Naomi was bad. Naomi's was bad. Okay, great. No, I don't think. Kim... Here's here. I'm going to say this right up front, Joe. I don't think any of them were great. I it really, in my mind, as far as political ads go, these are we're just dealing in shades of bad on all of them. So it's like it really had just has to be who's the worst. And I thought the worst two were Kim Chi and Chi Chi's. But that's just mm -hmm. me. Well, that's hey, we should find out by playing Kim Chi's. Let's do that. I right? was just going to say we should listen to Kim Chi's and see what see what hers sounds like. Hi, I'm Kim Chi. And you want me as your first drag president. Naomi Small says beauty is pain. But is she aware of the consequences of her actions? <laughs> America is a kitchen that needs a strong chef and never trust a skinny cook. Small body, small mind. She thinks she's the skinniest queen, but her waist is 22 inches. What a fat ass. Shady gays believe in no fats, no femmes, and no Asians. <laughs> As someone who is all of the above, I understand your pain. My name is Kimchi, and say hello to Yellow. <laughs> this ad was paid out of my own pocket because no one cares. Do you? <laughs> that is better than Naomi's. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's funny, but that the, okay. The no fats, no femmes, no Asians, and that she's all of them. That's a good line, and that tagline at the end. <laughs> say she hello had, to she Yellow. Had to pay for it. Yeah. I thought it was funny that RuPaul singled out the no fats, no femmes, no Asians as a, you know, on the judging panel at the end, where she's like. She said that, which is a very political thing because, you know, uh, gays fight for fairness, but then they feel free on Craigslist to be as, you know, as racist and as body shaming as they want. And then not more than 10 seconds later, Michelle Visage talks about how when they, when Chi Chi walked out, she looked, I thought it was uh, James Brown in a suit. It was just like, uh, oh, I thought you were going to go because this, this was all over Reddit about how guest host judge Thomas Roberts uh -huh. was there and they cut him after she said that and he got in a major uh, controversy because they nude pictures of him on Craigslist seeking a, a, a male 
uh, partner were found. Really? Really? It, was, it, was it No Fats, No Femmes, No Asians? I said, No Fats, No Femmes, No Asians. Give me Daniel Brewer's number. Is what it was. <laughs> yeah, so there are nude pictures of Thomas Roberts Craigslist. Well, this, this would uh, be of interest to Kenny Harrison from After Buzz TV, who really liked him. Kenny, oh, Kenny Harrison from that show I listened to, but I was in Palm Springs. Right. He's a big Thomas Roberts fan. Yes. Oh, he's a huge Thomas Roberts fan. I can understand why. Isn't it funny? Kenny Harrison, huge Thomas Roberts fan. Why is that funny? They're both on panels and let other people do all the work. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) 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 Oh, That deserves deserves a... uh... All right, great. Let's move along. Uh, The last pairing. Go ahead. Next up, finally, Bob the Drag Queen and Derek Barry... Go head to head. For today's challenge, we have to come up with a presidential campaign ad that promotes ourselves, but at the same time, smears the opponent. Well, I'm obviously going to call you Ratchet. I want to play up on this idea that you're not smart and that I'm really smart. We have butted heads before, so every team is going to hope that Bob and I fail. I'm down for that. I want ours to be the best. Yeah. But we both want to win, and that's the kind of energy we need right now. First up, first ad was from Bob the Drag Queen, and here it is now. Hi, I'm Bob the Drag Queen, a queen for the people. And as a public servant, I believe in serving the people. That's why I want BJs for every single American. That's right, better jobs for every American. Buy yourself something pretty. I believe in strong drag family values. I adopted these three needy drag babies. And Derek Barry only had one baby. For breakfast! (laughs) Bob, the drag queen, has a plan, the gay agenda. And it's designed by lesbians. So you know it works. (laughs) Bob, the drag queen for president. Why? Because I didn't need a fucking baby. This ad was paid for by Uncle Steve. He got money, girl. <laughs> oh, Michelle Visage was just not holding back on the fake laughter in that. I didn't realize oh, that yeah. until I hear only the audio. Yeah. And look, there are a couple of good lines in there, but then there are a couple of on-the-nose lines, like the BJs for everyone. That's real. Come on. That's happy. That's like a dad joke. That's like uh It's like a dad drag joke. It is. You know, like- the drag queens make those super, super, super obvious double entendres. And that was one of them. And I feel Bob can do better than that. There you go. Taylor? I This was my favorite one out of the six. I guess I guess I'm one of those lowest common denominator. No, I, think, I don't think, I think again, DJ, remember, remember, I'm, I believe they're all bad and we're just dealing in shades. Yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah. none of them were necessarily super great. But the, the, the whole w- before the beachy things where she kind of rose up from the model's crotch, that was that added to it. Whereas you don't necessarily hear that in the audio, but that definitely added to the, yeah. to the nuance of the performance, so to speak. It did. And as you heard on the Libraries Open, they only had like 35 seconds of practice to do these ads. Yeah, so they, they have really short practice. So you know what? Considering that, that's really good. Yeah. Um, finally, we have Derek Barry. Think Derek Barry because this fairy thinks fairly. As a Las Vegas local, I'm comfortable taking a gamble with your money. However, Bob is only comfortable stealing from defenseless people on the mean streets of New York City. I'm a very traditional woman. However, Bob spends his time dropping acid with his friend Betty and engaging in orgies with his friend Forgy. I'm going to spend my time incorporating Drag 101 classes in schools across America. However, 
Bob visits sick children in the hospital, and instead of making them laugh, he laughs at them. <laughs> Who is Bob, and what is he hiding? <laughs> this ad was paid for by Chad Michael, All Stars winner, celebrity female impersonator of the world. <laughs> Meh. Yeah. But I think I I think you're right that it's a team effort thing. I think they want it because I think ultimately the drama of each member of the team, who they just trashed each other, going head to head in the lip sync battle. Um, makes it more dramatic and it seemed like this was a situation where derek let bob do all the heavy lifting yeah he did where all all where whereas i i can respect derek for the whole eating the baby thing and going crazy and really going big or going home as far as getting up and and making all the faces and everything but that was one small part of bob's whereas derek focused a lot of her energy with bob doing a lot of the the, the acting and all that kind of stuff. It just, and then when she was reading, it felt very stilted reading from a cue card kind of thing, which that might've been what she was trying to do, but it, it was distracting from the, the final product. I agree. But again, but again, she's dim. So that might've been the best she could do. Yeah. Like I say, I think if it weren't, if they weren't grouping them together for the wins and the losses, I don't think we would have seen Derek Barry with a win there. So that's just my belief. All right. Well, that wraps up the, um, yeah, uh, all the three the things. Ads. All right. of the ads all the wrapped up. All wrapped up in a nice so bow. So now we're at the I know what we're doing, Joe. I know I know what we're doing, Joe. Daniel, we are at the halfway point of the show. I know what we're doing, Joe Batan, so I'm just... Uh, I can halfway point in the show. Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. And now it's time for Mirror Moments, a completely original segment that no other recap show does. So, Joe, did you grow up in the City of Angels or Angel Dust? Funny you ask that, Taylor. I was raised in Los Angeles by singer Juice Newton, who made me call her Angel in the Morning. <laughs> that song's about me. She made me stay she, she made me sing that song on the corner of La Brea and Highland every day while singing that song and selling uh, Angel Dust. And then she'd uh Oh, oh, and then, and then she left. Then she left me at a bus stop. She left me at a bus stop, Taylor. Okay. I was left at a bus stop, also. Oh, dear You know what? I don't know why we're trying to make this a thing. It's never going to be. And nailed it. <laughs> never ever will this ever be a thing. Is what I'm trying to say. God. We did we did fit in a Juice Newton reference, though. How often we do we do that on this show? Hey, let's open up our little documents called Runway Looks and take a gander at what these little girls did on the runway, shall we? <sighs> First of all, Taylor Latte Boy, what say you about RuPaul's dress? And now that we've realized that she wears the exact same silhouette every single week, <laughs> that's all I can focus on. Yeah, I know, and you it's can't varying shades. It. Yeah. It's, you cannot see it. It's varying shades of purples and teals. Yeah. And I I was not a fan this week of how she looked. I thought her hair looked messy. It which is. Yeah, it's just wasn't wasn't her strongest look this season. So you give it a I give it a boot. Joe Batance. I like it. I give it a toot. I give it a boot. I'm gonna agree with Taylor. Uh, Joe Batance, what say you about Bob the Drag Queen? It's horrible. I'm going to give it a boot. It looks like, a, like Lucille Ball and Harley Quinn had a kid. Yeah, I, the the challenge was black and white Wait. Hollywood realness, but it was in deference to Detox's grayscale monochrome makeup that she came out here. Wait, I, Taylor got really upset. Taylor I was going to say Harley Quinn and you yeah, stole yeah, Harley yeah, Quinn yeah, from yeah, me, yeah, so yeah, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> 
so yeah, no, boot. This was I, I appreciated what they were trying to do, but the, when Detox did it, it was clearly done by a professional. Whereas this, they all just kind of went in whiteface, and it was yeah, not it was it wasn't as yeah. I I I, I appreciate a for effort, but the, the looks are not strong this week. Yeah, boot to me too. The blonde wig throws it for me, and honestly, yeah, the challenge really was to look like you're on black and white film like they used to do on Saturday Night Live when they did that bit with the makeup or like they do at Epcot where they had the people dressed as statues or whatever. The point is to convince yourself, you know, convince that you're a black and white character in a color world and this fails in that respect for me. Hey, Taylor Latte boy, what say you about Derek Barry? I feel like Derek looked in the mirror and went, what can I do to make my jawline more prominent? I know. <laughs> Give it some extra shadow. She she looks it's it again not the strongest look one of them said Yvonne DiCarlo realness and that's all I see now I see Lily Munster and oh it's yeah Lily Munster I do see just, that yeah I, I, I the, the jawline is really distracting here so I'm gonna have to say boot for this one as well Jumma Tance I liked it toot you know what? She tried to do that Violet Chotsky reveal at the start of the runway where she came out in a little black dress and then pulled this thing down underneath her eh what Violet Chotsky did was awesome. What you did, honey, was was kind of sad. So, boot. I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. So I guess that tells you how memorable that was. I totally forgot that she did that. Hey, next up is Naomi Smalls. And I just like a little technical point here for those of you looking. That would be you, Taylor, and you, Joe. That's Raven on the left and Naomi copying Raven on the right there. I thought uh, this outfit was nice. I wish, I agree with the library's open, I wish that Naomi Smalls had done gray leggings because the brown legs distract me from the monochrome look. I think, had you put in gray legs there, this, I would have completely bought that this is a black and white version of Naomi Smalls. So just for that, but overall, I guess I will give it a two. Joe Tance, what say you? Well, unlike Daniel, I don't mind seeing brown legs. Uh... <laughs> Daniel see, Kenny, see Kenny, it's not racist. It's just him taking... The- oh, dear God. Go ahead, Joe. I'm fine with it. I think it's the deal is great. I like the homage to Raven. I'm going to give it a toot. Taylor Latte Boy. I, I am definitely going to give this a toot. I kind of had a thing for Raven on season two. I found Raven kind of sexy. So I like this homage. And I like... I, this was one of my favorite looks that Raven had. So I'm glad to see that it, it's being represented here. And, and it was probably uh, probably my favorite look of the six. Excellent. So two. Jump a dance. Kim Chi. Oh, I like this one. Two. Excellent. Um, I liked it, although I don't think it fit into the monochrome thing. But as a standalone kind of weird kind of a porcelain doll kind of thing, I really kind of like this. So I'm going to give it a two. Taylor. Yeah, I, I appreciate what she does with makeup it's clear that she is very talented in this regard it's almost scary looking to me because it is that weird porcelain doll kind of creepy look yeah but it's still you can tell it's still her face underneath yeah the, the only the one thing that I, in untucked the outfit looked brown when yeah. i watched it on my tv and that was the one thing that was distracting from it but on the stage it looked black i love the makeup so i will give it a toot and the, i love the hat the half moon the crescent moon mm-hmm. hat thing mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, the latte boy. Final, no, not the final look. I'm sorry. Thorgy Thor. Next to the final, the penultimate look, as it were. This look is very Thorgy Thor to me. That being said, I am not necessarily a fan of it. With the weird derby hat and the genie pants, 
there was something very I almost want to say like Bridget Bardot like early Jane Fonda Annie Hall kind of look to this that I I wasn't necessarily a fan of and and the, the black lining on the lips gave her more of a clown appearance than I think she was trying to present I I like this in the context of this challenge just because if I look at just her silhouette up against that blue, that purple glowing background, she does look like a black and white character to me. She does look like like I took a picture of Thorgy Thor and then used in Photoshop, cut her out and put a black and white filter on her and then shoved her up against a color black background. So I think challenge wise, I like this. But then again, I love Thorgy Thor. So I I, I, can't, I give it a two. Joe Batanz. Horrible to boot. And finally, Chi Chi Devane. Uh, what say you? I don't know where Joe. Toot. Taylor. Um, I'm going to say toot. Toot for the dress. Boot for the makeup. The makeup it was way oh, too much. It was which, but as we're going to see later on, that worked for her in the lip sync. Uh, for comments that I have later on, yeah. but she almost looked like she was trying to be like a zombie, like a glamour zombie kind of thing. It just did. It, it looked, she looked kind of dead with the makeup. What happened was, Oh, here we go. Ruben, after a long night, after a long hooking. night of hooking, Ruben got mad at me and threw me into the yeah. fire. No, uh, I, let me see if I can do it. I okay. I almost think I can do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. After a long night of hooking, um, trade didn't like the session. So I was thrown into the fire, but I was, but I didn't die, but I was reborn, crystallized. Something like that. What is it, Taylor? Taylor After a long night of hooking, Trey didn't like the session, so he gutted me and then threw me into the fire. But I didn't die. I crystallized and came back, and I don't remember the last part. And then, and then it took. They said, "So in other words, you had an outfit you didn't know what to do with, so you wore this instead." And she said, "Yes, that's correct." Excellent. Those are the looks from the. Oh wait, did I say I'm? I'm going to give her a boot just because. Even as harsh as her face makeup was, she could have continued it down her neck, and she didn't. It's like I can see brown skin before the dress, and that that throws and her throws her back up. too. You yeah. can tell where that she had somebody help her, but they didn't help yeah. her all the way along the edges Those of the shady bitches. The back of the, the scoop of the back. All right, interesting. Great. Daniel sees brown skin before he sees the dress. Oh dear God! <sighs> move along, Joe Batanz. You know I'm avoiding saying what you want me to say, so just move along. That you have black friends. <laughs> Move along, please. <laughs> On the main stage, Thorgy Thor failed to impress the judges. Thorgy Thor. This runway tonight was a swing and a miss. I know she's wacky and different, but it should be cohesive. The political campaign loved the commitment to the character, but it was kind of too much about her. She didn't do any of the smear campaign at all, and when she did, it was like, oh, enough about you, but back to me. Lots of ideas, but you've got to land a punch. Next up, Shishi Devine also received low marks from the judges. Shishi Devine. Tonight on the runway, that is the best she's looked this entire competition. Unfortunately, I was not a fan of the political campaign that wasn't somebody that could be the first drag queen president. When Shishi walked out to meet Carson and I, I literally thought it was James Brown coming out with a pearl necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Did it sound like his thing was clipped together now that i'm hearing only the audio it's just like she didn't 
feel like it was from a political disc. It's like it feels like they like edited a whole bunch of shit together to make him say what they wanted him to say. They probably did. He probably just rambled on. Uh, (laughs) No, Joe, this is what happened when next week when they talk about how long he went on about this clip. It's just because they will edit it to make it seem like it was longer. If we go from an Occam's razor point of view, isn't that more difficult than to manufacture a longer clip? Fuck you for stealing my Occam razor's comment from earlier, but yes, I agree, because obviously I made the comments. <laughs> you did about the library is open? It's oh. in the group me group from earlier when you were stealing that Oh, from. I didn't. I, I haven't got a chance to look at it. I was camping with my boyfriend, Daniel. Oh, that's right. I heard that. Yeah, move along. <laughs> Meanwhile, I need a therapy session with Taylor tomorrow because of the camping trip. <laughs> Back on the main stage. Oh, we didn't talk. We had to talk about this. I, well, I just did, but go ahead, oh, Taylor. What do you, what's your feelings? There's nothing really to talk about. I mean, it's it. We we kind of said it already. With between the looks and the ads, it it wasn't. They yeah. they they were they were two of the weakest. I I don't know that together they were the weakest. If they but if they're being yeah. paired in teams, then they're probably then honestly if they're being paired in teams. Kim Cheese, no fats, no femmes, no Asians, probably saved her and Naomi from being in the bottom two. Yeah, I agree. And the say hello to yellow. That that would actually probably save them from being. Also, you know what saved them is the fact that they already predetermined to be in the top three. Okay. Um, <laughs> back on the main stage, Bob and Derek were named the winners of the challenge. RuPaul then announced the bottom two. Thorgy Thor, Chi-Chi Devane. I'm sorry, my dears, but you are up for elimination. I do not deserve to be in the bottom. I ain't going home. Two queens stand before me. Ladies, this is your last chance to impress me and save yourself from elimination. The time has come for you to lip sync for your life. I am a performer through and through. One of us has to go home. She is. Good luck. And don't fuck it up. The girls went head to head in the limp seek, and afterwards, Rue rendered her final decision. Ladies, I've made my decision. Chi Chi Devane, Shantae, you stay. Thorgy Thor. You brought the BK to the RDR, and girl, I ain't go LIE. <laughs> we loved every minute of it. Now, sashay away. Thank you, Ruth, so much. I love you guys. Bye, guys. Witty catchphrase, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thorgy had some parting words. <laughs> Rue, I think you made a little bit of a mistake, but... You have your reasons for things. This show is a lot harder than you think, so judge us uh, kindly. I don't regret a single thing. I will look at this as a catalyst towards more greatness. I love you, Rue. Ladies, any final thoughts on the episode? So sad. I love Thorgy so much. I really do. Like Katya but, Go ahead. But between the two of them, with that final lip sync, Thorgy was hard to watch. Yeah, why did she do a cartwheel? The, the weird, but not only did she do a cartwheel, but she did the weird thing where she ha- waved her hand like, look at me, look at me, quick, look over here, look at me, sort of thing. Doing a weird cartwheel to a song that a cartwheel does not belong in that song. And what I was saying before about the harsh white makeup that Chi Chi had on, it, it reminded me of my favorite all-time lip sync for your life is 
Manila Luzon doing MacArthur Park. And her face changed. The reason I love that is because Manila's face changes like three times in the course of that minute and a half song where it gets angry. And there were parts with Chi-Chi where Chi-Chi looked determined. And when she was pointing, she was pointing directly at Rue. And she looked, she had this like fire in her face that was, there was passion there. And it was definitely something that watching it, I was telling Daniel, I just sat with this big smile on my face the whole time I watched her performance. And when they would show uh, Thorgy, Thorgy was doing the weird thing where she was like looking down her nose with the weird clown makeup and making her eyes real big and her mouth real big. And it just was distracting from watching this other great performance. So between the two, Thorgy should have gone home. So this this poses an interesting question here, uh, ladies, which is, do you believe that the judging should be based on that challenge and episode alone? Or should they take the totality of the Queen's performance during throughout the show into consideration? I think, I think go ahead. Go ahead. I think that changes with with each queen. I think that if you have somebody like, you know, I mean, Chi 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 has been in the bottom three a couple of been in the bottom two a couple of times, but there's something there that Rue sees that Rue doesn't want to get rid of her yet. Whereas when you compare last year when we talked a lot about Candy Ho, Ugh. where Candy Ho's claim to fame was, well, I just go to lip sync and then I knock them out of the park. Okay. Rue, I think, eventually saw that and saw that for what it was worth, and that she can't just have a lip sync queen keep going through which is why she was eventually let go because on the episode where she was let go was against, um, Oh, what's her name? I forget the one I forget. Her name, but the, I remember we've all forgotten I, season seven. On yeah. Purpose. But, but I mean, that was a great lips. Both of them did a great job, but ultimately she should have gone home because that was like her third or fourth time lip syncing for people. Yeah. So I, th- I think that over time you're occasionally going to get one that she says, says that she's not ready to get rid of yet. Even if she hasn't necessarily seen what she wants to see from her. Yeah, I, I'm going to stand by my thing. I don't think Thorgy should have been in the bottom two to start with, right? I think it should have been Chi-Chi and Kimchi or Chi-Chi and Naomi. It, I, because to me, it was like, as weird as Thorgy's was, she created this little character. I, I like the character. Michelle even talked about on What You Packing about how she like made this character for her president thing and she really liked that, uh, the way she's, she did that thing. I, Thorgy's I video was horrible. Her look was horrible. Shut up, Joe Batanz. If you're just trying to make me, you're just trying to make me. Oh, you're just trying to get me in trouble here. You're trying to. I love Thorgy Thor. I think that by the end of that lip sync, it almost seemed like Thorgy kind of knew because the weird thing where she sort of grabbed Chi-Chi's wrist and then like sort of presented her to RuPaul. I don't know if she was expecting both of them to do that to each other or what. But at points during, because I watched the lip sync about an hour before we started taping tonight. And there's a part of it at one point where she's almost like presenting yeah. to Rizal. Yeah. Okay, I give up. You did. You jump. Now, the question is, do you think she broke that dress on purpose? Well, or do you think maybe Thorgy was just like going, there's loose beads on the stage. Someone clean this up. Maybe maybe she wasn't presenting. She's just like going, there's a hazard on the stage. I'm I in, don't think that was it. <laughs> I'm in six inch heels. I don't want to fall. I, Maybe that's why she did the handstand was so that she didn't risk walking inside the uh, the balls rolling all over the stage. Huh? Did you ever think of that, Taylor Latte Boy? I think that you could, as Latrice Royale showed us a couple years ago, you can do an entire lip sync where you stay in one place and have it be an amazing performance. Thorgy could have just stood there. That's oh not a God. song where you oh have God, to be I just dancing said, around. Latrice Laurel, the, the Latrice Royale. Royale as I love Latrice Royale. I'm, let me finish my joke. Latrice Royale as Groot. <laughs> she just stays in the pot. And like, I don't well, think Latrice. Oh. I don't think Latrice is the one that's staying in the pot right now. 
I yeah. amused myself. Good, good on that point, idea. Taylor. Yeah, shut up. <sighs> Woo! <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, Taylor Daniel is so high right now. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Follow us on Twitter at at Drag Race Recap. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. And make sure to visit our website at dragracerecap.com where you can find all of our contact information, leave us a comment, and find all of our old episodes. But not so, until next week. I, I I forgot to change that piece. So until, like, right now, because we're going to do the Extra Lap show right after this. So here's the thing. If you don't normally listen to the Extra Lap, then go ahead. You're, you're done. You don't, you're under no obligation to listen to the rest of this show. We release you from your listening uh, uh, duties, whatever that may be. So until next beep, for Daniel Brewer, Taylor the Latte Boy, and myself. Sashay away until next week. (laughs) Here we go. I think Taylor should introduce us. Let's do it. Go. Hi. Hi, everybody. It's Taylor, and you're listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Extra Lap for Season 8, Episode 7, <laughs> Shady Politics. It's a good thing that this is attached to the other show, because they would know, you know, so it's, it's good. You're Good job, Taylor the Latte Boy. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you for giving me a heads up literally four <laughs> seconds before. By the way, you're doing the intro, and go. For a second, like the music started playing, and he said that. No, you know, you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't you believe the editing, uh, Taylor, is like literally you had no time whatsoever. This show no ended. No time at all. The no show ended, and I pointed, and you you got excited, and you were like, oh, "What do I do now?" You don't know what to do. Hi, girls. How are you? Oh my god, I'm doing just fine. How have you been, Daniel? I haven't talked to you in, in, in thirty seconds. <laughs> It was a little longer than 30 all seconds. All right, it was a little longer. Yeah. No, we, we using, have... I'm using this lotion right here because yeah. my skin's really dry. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I like the smell. Really? What What is but, the... Which is funny because it says fragrance-free lotion. I can't... Oh, so it's a CVS store brand. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Of... Uh, of <laughs> Taylor's coughing now. He's like... I'm I can, sorry. I can smell advanced it from here. Healing, advanced healing fragrance-free lotion. I can smell it from here. And... Uh, yeah. My legs are pretty dry after my trip to Pond, not Palm Springs. Yeah, you know Yashua what? Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment because this is the the more less formal of the two shows. Let's just take yeah. a moment. Joe, how did you enjoy your camping trip with uh, your 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 boyfriend out at Joshua Tree? The actual camping trip itself was amazing. There was a four hour period where I got super hypochondriac and thought I had kidney failure. Right, and as you the, do. Went, yeah. Yeah. went to urgent care the whole time. He was annoyed, maybe because he's like, "You just are dehydrated and uh, have uh, a little bit of, you know, that's it, dehydrated." Right. It, well, but he's your, the one that started it. He said, "I noticed you haven't peed in two days," which of course went to me having uh, complete and utter renal failure. And even though I <laughs> called my doctor friend, he said, "You know, kidney failure doesn't work that way." And I said, "I'm going to urgent care, <laughs> where um, my doctor's um, prescription was Xanax." Oh, okay, so, great. Uh, yeah. I need to meet your uh, doctor. I really do. I, I, I'm yeah. serious about that. I need to meet your doctor. So other did, than that, it was great. And then uh, we went, we did all these amazing things. And then on the way home, we stopped to get gas. And as we stopped to get gas, from the gap, from the gate of the gas Boring. To we don't care. We just care. No, we don't care. We just care about that. We got to oh. the house. Huge fight. And now Taylor's going to do a therapy session with me tomorrow. Great. So did the doctor prescribe the lotion for your ashy legs? <laughs> Your ashy brown legs. 
You know, Taylor's being really racist on this show, Joe. I think uh, we should call him out for that. That's what I'm trying to say. Cocoa butter. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Some menthol cigarettes. You'll be good to go. Hey, thanks for asking. You know, my vacation in Florida went great. Uh, Thank you so much, both of you, for asking about it. That was was amazing. Hey, by the way, a little tip here, a pro tip for you. If you're ever in the Orlando area and you have a choice between going to Disney or going to Universal Studios, there's one and one only obvious choice. Just go to fucking Disney. It's just like, uh, I had forgotten why I hadn't gone to Universal Studios in 20 years. And I was, how was that Harry Potter? You know, Larry Potter was, was amazing. Uh, it made me nauseous. Uh, it just, uh, it was, was, you know what? It was such a, it's such a, it's such a Disney wannabe. It's like the Derek Berry of theme parks. It's like the shade button. It is. Oh, I got the, I got the shade button up here. It is Universal Studios is Universal Studios Florida, not California, because California at least has an entire working movie studio that they can point to. Like, hey, here's our actual props we used. Here's whatever. Like Universal Studios Florida, like it was swampland that they turned into this. Now Taylor and I are both from Florida, so ta- oh, not you're not from that, but you grew up. I've lived there. Yeah, I've lived, lived here there. since I was eighteen. But you you remember when they built Universal Studios, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They I built. They, I, they built. Yeah a Jaws ride, and a replica of the Psycho House, neither of which had any relevance to Florida. It's like, you just built the replica of the Psycho... The only thing that made the Psycho House interesting was that was the house that was used in the movie. So you building a replica of it in Florida doesn't mean anything to us. It took them a while to to figure that out, I think. So do you think Cinderella really lives in that castle? Bite your tongue, Joe Batanz. Of course she does. That is a silly question, and I refuse to enter. She comes out every year at New Year's. I don't know why you're gagging. She comes out on that balcony every year and kisses Prince Charming. But does that really happen? Yes. That's the New Year's. At, at New Year's. At, at It does? Why are you looking at me like this, Taylor? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Here's a, here's a pro tip for anyone traveling in the Florida What's area. around pro tips? Yeah, what, in, in, in the New Year's area, New Year's time frame. All three parks, actually all four parks, are open until midnight for New Year's Eve and they will give you a little it's the regular admission ticket there's no special show listed or whatever mm-hmm. but they all right. do special shows it's like you get it's just it, part of your normal admission ticket you get to see an entire New Year's show production and I've gone to the one at, at MGM well it's no longer MGM but it's Disney Hollywood Studios I've gone to that one I've gone to the one at the Kingdom numerous times I've been to the one at Epcot a couple of times and now they have one at, at Animal Kingdom as well it's it's just part of your normal because it's not covered by your Florida pass. You have Who to actually buy it. Who comes out and kisses it. at Animal Kingdom? Uh, Pumbaa and Timon. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Here's another pro tip for you guys out there. If you're on a trip to Florida, don't tell the host of your other show that isn't RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I was traveling I was have... traveling with a co-host from my other show, my best friend in the universe, Mr. Adam Burns, and we were still best friends. And no, you were... We, we were going to text you because you... You had texted us this whole drama. You had texted me this whole drama when Adam was, was visiting you a long time ago. So that was all just payback for that. Oh, I was amused. No, I mean, Taylor saw Taylor had dinner with us. We weren't at each other's throats. No, they weren't at each yeah. other's throats. No. Oh, okay. What did, what, did, what did Adam talk a lot, Taylor? No, no. He, he, he sat, he sat very Adam, quietly. You know he waited until he was spoken to by Daniel and oh. then he knew he was allowed to talk. Oh. That is why he's my co-host. <laughs> that is what and, I look for when, in a co-host. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. He tried to add something at one point, and, and Daniel glared at him. I did, and immediately I did. just went back to his broccoli and his and his uh, pasta dish, oh, right. and just kind of. Yeah, sat what did and, he order? What did Adam order at dinner? Oh my god, I'm trying to remember. I got uh, the I got the jerk 
chicken pasta. Well, I'm sure Adam agreed with that. What? What did you? <laughs> what did you? <laughs> oh dear! Oh wait, do I have the thing? I do. Um, I tr- I I remember it was tall. I remember what Adam ordered was was tall on the plate. Yeah, like it was almost like stacked like a TP kind of thing. Uh, you know what? I can add him to this call. You want me to just add him to this call? And we can ask him, sure. and then we can hang sure. up on him. Let's do that. Sure. Let's let's just move on while we're doing that. And uh, here I'm adding him. I posted you know, an invitation. Our fans, for him. all of our fans, love it when we just talk about our lives for thirteen. Here's the thing. Minutes. Here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was thinking that. How long? Have oh, we been shut up. Been we don't care. Minutes? We don't care about that person. Here's the thing. Is uh, you know, Adam Birds. If you want to hear about, if you want to see my vacation shot through the eyes of another person, you can go to Adam's YouTube channel, which is Geeky Gay. So just go to YouTube, search for Geeky Gay, and he has he filmed like day one, day two, day three of our Universal Florida trip. So and you can see me there. I, he always catches me at the worst. So whatever you think I look like in that video, I trust me, I'm like two times worse. And um, I'm in one of the videos, or I, I thought I would be in one of the videos because he took he hasn't posted cool. those yet, but he could have. Yeah, because he's only yes. up to, he's only posted up to day three, and we ran into you on day six. So oh, okay, yes, it'll be a little surprise as to whether you're listening or not. Isn't that exciting? That's, I'm, I'm counting the moments. Hey, you know what? Uh, we have emails, we have Twitter messages, and we have Facebook messages that we should all get to. We have relegated each one of us a uh, different task. And let's find out uh, which one are we going to start with. I'm going to go with you, Taylor Latte Boy. Taylor, where do we start tonight? Uh, oh, I thought she was telling me to start because I just took no, a sip of water. No, no, no. Um, I was just asking you. Which out of that Tervis tumbler that I bought you? <laughs> I, will, I swear <laughs> on a... Oh God! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, ladies, a lot of people don't. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to send Taylor Latte Boy a gift for getting out of the hospital, oh my God. send him a. He loves Tervis tumblers, so just send him a Tervis tumbler. You can. What is your PayPal account? Uh, uh, Pot is my copilot at gmail dot com. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pot is my copilot at gmail dot com. You can just send him a Tervis tumbler of any any ilk, any ilk. Yeah, any do ilk. that, everyone. It was a it was a big joy in my life. When I was at the Walt Disney Studios, and they have a, a dedicated store there, with this sells only stuff you can just only buy there. And I sent Taylor a no, you're a you're, you're under, tumbler. Wait, you're underselling this, Joe. You have to be with an employee to go into oh, yeah. the store. Yeah, you can't just you can't just be Joe Schmo on the street. You have to be Joe Batanz on the street. Yeah, and this was also John. this was also during my visit to you. Yeah. So you, I was there. I suggested yeah, it. I said, "Hey, yeah, get that service tumbler because I know that Taylor the Latte Boy loves yeah. service tumblers." And Taylor goes, mm, "Not a service tumbler." <laughs> oh my god, that's not true. That is not true at all. After you bought it, Daniel looked at it and went, "Oh, this isn't a service tumbler." <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. That is not true. I said, and you sent me a thing. It's well, it's not a service tumbler. And I said I would be thrilled to have it. And I drank out out of work for like a week. And it's yeah. about- we've never seen you drink out of it, Taylor. We've never seen you drink out of it. Oh, wait, no. Taylor left the show. oh, he left to go get the drink. He went to go get the cup. I bet it's probably uh, holding like a, uh, a <laughs> potato. Let it grow. Like a- you know what, Joe Batanz? Last week you did the extra laugh on your own. Yeah, we sure did. While we're waiting for Taylor to get back here, and the the weekend before we had put out a challenge to some of our listeners, which was to send us a picture of what they thought your special pillow looked like. Yeah. Now I don't. Did you see any of the ones that we got? No. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that these people went through their, you know, went pains to send us something that you didn't even bother to look at. We had several of them post to our Facebook page. We had a couple of them tweet us with their pictures. Real Housewives of OTP sent us a picture of what they thought your special pillow looked like on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some other people that sent us to on Facebook. But since the challenge was, uh-oh, uh-oh, Taylor's back now. Taylor's back now. Oh, let's see. Taylor's back. Oh, he's drinking yeah. out of his Disney Studios oh, Tervis tumbler. Disney? That's my second favorite studio. <laughs> oh, what are you drinking out of your Walt Disney Studios tumbler? Taylor? Just water because I have the beaties. Mm. So oh. <laughs> I didn't want to drink anything else at this time. Great. So, as you remember, Joe Batanz, the, the contest was, was to email us the picture of mm-hmm. what Joe Batanz's pillow looked like, and you would win a huge prize, and by that we meant you would just get the bragging rights of being the winner. So, here we have two pictures that were emailed to us, Joe Batanz. One of them was a Am picture- I supposed to choose what it looks like, or the winner closest to what the it winner, looks like? The winner. It's, it's going to be obvious to you which one the winner is. We had one that came into us uh, from, from Reggie, and he sent us a picture- uh, uh, no, I'm going to do him second. Hold on. The, the next one we had was one that came in from Ricky. Ricky sent us in a picture of, here's what I think the special pillow is. He said, great show. Okay. It's a picture. I don't know if you can see this or not. It's a, it, it's a big burger. It's like a big pillow burger with the sesame seeds. And, you know, so it's a, someone laying on okay. a big, huge pillow burger. But uh, I think it's kind of obvious that the winner is going to be Reggie who sent us this, he says, well, I couldn't figure out what his special pillow could be, so I just wrote down corn. And he, and he sent us a picture of uh, this, this, this thing. I got to figure out how to share this with you so you can see here. Let's see. Uh, no, I don't want to do, do that. I want to go back one. Oh, good God. I'm like an old man sitting here with my, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. I, I have to do this thing. How do I pick my top eight? How did... <laughs> How does that work? There's some woman who, whenever Daniel tells jokes, she just laughs out loud in her car. She does. She is dying right now. She is. She is She's like, she likes it when I yell at my cat. She's just like, it doesn't matter whether I actually even have a cat. I just, she loves it when I yell at my cat. Um, and I love her for it. I'm trying Daniel's to, it's a picture of a guy animals. laying. All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Here we go. I'm going to show it to you guys. And clearly, Reggie must be the winner. Wait, why isn't it showing to me? I think I'm going to write a mean email to the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, are you seeing it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I saw some pictures. Something for a second, and then... Not now? Are you not seeing the... the, the I the, see a blue guy. The girl... See... No, the girl... No, oh, that's okay, yeah, yeah. The girl with her head laying on the piece of corn pillow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, actually? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I think You that's, know what? That's, that's it's, not, it's not too... So, it's so funny. This came up this weekend, too. I have, for my head, here's how it works. A very firm pillow that I use for my mm-hmm. head. It's the perfect firmness. Mm-hmm. Then I have a very, uh, it's, it's a normal size pillow, but it's very, very soft. <laughs> like, very, very soft. And I use that to, like, I hold it to me, right? Like, yes, I, I you hug, hug it. it. Me, like it's, it, like it's your the, pillow boyfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then the third pillow is just a body pillow. And that goes between my legs. So there's a body pillow, then I hug a very soft pillow, but under my head is a very firm pillow. So it's three pillows. So you have when something did we talk about pillows. You were out. You were out. This is the okay. extra lap that we did and uh Joe needed his special he couldn't sleep at his boyfriend's house because he needed a special pillow. I challenged the oh, audience. Okay. I challenged I the audience to send us picture. Oh, it's, it's oh my god, it's so bad. All right, good. I'm so glad that we included this on an audio show. All right, yeah. Where are we going, Taylor? Are we going to go to email, Twitter, or Facebook? Where are we going? Let's go Facebook first because I got it all pulled up. We're going to Facebook. Taylor Latte Boy, regale us with what we got on Facebook. Well, we got a message from Adonis who wrote that he can't wait to listen during work tomorrow. And then he wrote hashtag 50 shades of ashy. Page. You know, Kenny would think that that was a very racist thing to say. 
Ah, well, that's the yeah. second time we've brought up Ashy tonight, so right, exactly. I, I can imagine. Apparently, we have a theme for, for tonight's extra lap. Yeah. Uh, Paige Birdsong wrote, Derek Berry, so to him. <laughs> she did. She, she did. sewed a shitty outfit, but God damn it, she put a hem on it. And that's yes. why she should have won. But, but yeah, I don't understand. But I don't understand. I put a hem on it. Musing Mark asks, can Derry, can Derry, can Derek escape his Britney hole? I kind of <laughs> doubt it. He is just too good at impersonating Britney. Britney hole has a whole different meaning from what I, in my yeah, mind, is from so, what yeah. I think Musing yeah. Mark actually wrote. But so what do we think? Do we think that Britney can, do we think Britney, oh, yeah. I just did oh, it. Oh, see, RuPaul. you're RuPaul. Well, look at you. Can, can, can Derek escape her Britney the, her hole? No, Britney-ness? she cannot. She cannot escape being she cannot escape looking like the boy version of Britney Spears. That That's how her bone structure is, right? She doesn't have kimchi's level of makeup talent where she could have somehow changed her, her facial structure. Joe, what, what say you? Um, I don't, I don't think so, but just own it. I mean, like, I think I said this in the extra lap. Derek Barry is a female impersonator. Okay. Yeah. She's not um, a drag queen. You're right. She is just a female impersonator, a celebrity yeah. female impersonator. Yeah. So because of that reason, she's not a drag queen. It's, it's a, it, and there's a difference. And it's not that one is better or worse than the other. You know what, other. Joe? Though, but wait a second, Joe. She works on the New York, on the Las Vegas Strip. And she's gotten read by a lot of queens there. So if you think you could make her cry, you got another thing coming. Because she's not that innocent. <laughs> yeah, she's not that innocent. You, you know, when you said Britney by accident, you should have said, oops, I did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. What was that laugh? Hindsight, <laughs> hindsight. <laughs> That's my natural laugh. The, everything else is just my Michelle Visage laugh. My uh, Michelle Visage, Visage laugh. laugh. Dear okay. God, I'm losing enunciation. All right. So, uh, Scott, the Seder. Uh, we know him. Podcast. We know him. We know him. Yes. He writes, I really dislike Derek, but damn, he pulled it out on that lip sync. You can tell why he's a successful Vegas performer. I've got a pet peeve and wanted to get your opinion. I'm annoyed when they brag the final seven, then final six. At what point should the phrase final be applied? I myself think it's it's an honorific for the final three alone. I know I'm an old fag. Get off my disco floor, you damn kids. <laughs> and then we have a response from using Mark. But I feel final four is okay. I think, yeah, think- I think, I think. To me, like on Survivor, if you're in the last episode, you're allowed to say final. You know, so like Survivor always does that two hour last episode where it's the final four, but the final mm-hmm. three go to the jury, but the final four is the last one that was eliminated. It's like, I feel like that. Like even on RuPaul's Drag Race, right? We're going to see the final four and then they're going to go down to the final three and that will be the one that they film live that Joe Patanza is going to go and watch, Taylor. Oh, I got to go buy those tickets. He's going to go watch the filming of them. Okay, but the final four, don't they do an episode with just the three at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm then, saying. And then they do a live yes. one. So what happens is that week that we see the recap of the final three, you know, like they're, they're whatever, with the tic-tac moments or whatever, that is the one that while they're filming the actual finale, and then the next week we get an episode where we see that taping. So what's going to happen is Joe's going to go to the taping, but we're going to see on TV you know, a recap kind of episode of the final three. Right. And then we'll see the, fin- the the finale being playing the next week. So Joe will know things about the finale before we see it on TV. Okay. And Joe, what do you think? What should be, what should, where should final be placed in as far as, as they go down the line? I'm fine with final five. I'm okay with that. 
So where they are now. Early. I think the it's kind of a devil's. I think, it, I think it's kind of a devil's bargain, though. I think if you're Tempest Azure, you're fine with the final twelve. And I think that that if you're if you're uh, Nasha Lopez, you're fine with the final ten. Twelve and ten. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't care. I don't even know if this is a real question. <coughs> oh, you just made well, this is, you this just made Taylor choke on his water about. out of his Tervis tumbler that you got from the Disney Studios. It's it's very well. He didn't know I lined it with poison. <laughs> <laughs> the first time he's actually drinking from it. This is actually this proving that this is the first time he's ever drunk yeah. from it. Yeah, exactly. I, see, I thought it was Donna Sugars trying to poison me with the sugars, but actually it was yeah. Joe Batanz with the, yeah. the Tervis tumbler in the office. It's purple wedding all over again. So, well, musing Mark wrote back, responded to Scott's question, and said that Brit- that Brittany, God, I did it again. Oops, I, I did it again. Exactly. Derek is good at what he does, but he is limited. I've also noticed that the final X seems to be getting pushed out further and further every season. I agree. Mark agrees. Keep it to the final three. The order of eliminations doesn't matter anyway. A queen shouldn't brag because they were eliminated after someone else. Girl, you are still eliminated. Right. And I, this is a real this, this is a real conversation on Facebook. It is. No, Apparently. and it's because because it's from Scott the Seder, I just want to say, Scott, you're still not in the final thousand. Okay. okay. So yes. Maria also mm-hmm. writes. Mm-hmm. You know, one, how, wait, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Do you know? You read her message on Facebook. Oh, great. Good. Uh, let's go ahead. One challenge, Maria writes, one challenge of being an individual with smaller stature is the lack of ability to buy, buy age-appropriate clothing off the rack. You are giving these queens too much credit. <laughs> All the cast from Little Women LA had wonderful catwalk attire, not because of the queens, but because of their own ability to adjust, sew, and customize clothing for themselves. I want to respond to this when I finish your statement. Okay, great. There isn't a standard wig that can fit perfectly like we saw on the catwalk. They didn't have to try on shoes, similar to other seasons. These women were prepared down to the stockings, shoes, and wigs. Nobody looked like a fool, and WOW was prepared. I will say, during Untucked, it was commented there was question as to whether one of the Little Women cast actually helped with the sewing and she said no because we weren't allowed near the sewing machines so i don't think that they were allowed to participate they probably could give direction in that you wouldn't necessarily sew a certain way but as far as the actual preparing of the clothes it sounded like they weren't allowed to do that oh girl you just got a facebook message i could hear it i didn't get a message that wasn't me (laughs) i swear that wasn't me it's like facebook messenger on your phone ding Either that yeah. or the or the pie's done. Yeah. So no, it's a textbook me- textbook oh, message. Text tex- message I, I love textbook messages. They're great. They're fine. Are we starting the therapy session early? Yeah, we are there. Oh, Is that what the text message? Oh no, 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 no. It was someone who wanted to know if my boyfriend ever to go to a party. I, Girl, I put them. the phone down. Put the no, phone down. No, the phone's not even near me. It's coming okay. to my computer. All right, great. Let's move along. Oh okay. Gosh. And that's all of our Captain, Facebook messages. You were go- wait, were you gonna respond to it? I did. Okay, great. That was wonderful. I loved your response. I said that the, the, there weren't allowed near the sewing machine. Oh, I didn't realize that was you saying that. I yeah, thought that was, that was me. still. Oh, I thought that was still part of the. Uh, no, part of the I was, email. I was. That was my response to it. Got it. I said that in Untucked. Got it. That makes perfect wow. sense. Here's the other thing that I don't think wow. they mentioned in Untucked or anywhere. But if you noticed on that challenge, the little women and the queens were wearing the exact same shoes. I think they provided the shoes. Because they probably if did. you think about it, they probably didn't even tell them that there was a Wizard of Oz thing because they had to make their own dress. And they were so worried about it not being referencing the movie that they would they would have probably provided their own shoes so that no one brought ruby slippers with them because they wouldn't have been able to use the ruby slippers because that was a movie reference. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. That would have only been one team, though. That would have only been the Dorothy team. I know, but this is not, that, this but. is what, uh, you know, lawyers on TV shows think about. Right? Yeah. So. so we also have a message from a Mariana um, that I'd like to read. Sure. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. And she writes, hey, guys, I never write to shows or podcasts. But oh, great. I really wanted to, okay, good. But Thank I, you, Mariana. That was very nice of you. No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I just want to say I really love your show. I've listened to all the other reviews, and yours is hands down my favorite. I did really enjoy Jay as a guest. We'll what? We'll, we'll miss that part. <laughs> Apparently, she really enjoyed Jay as a guest, though. <laughs> I love waking up to a new episode every Wednesday morning. She lives in the U.K., just wanted to say on the latest show, I agree with Daniel that there was a oh. lot less Bob this episode. However, Robbie, Thorgy, and all the others kept talking about Bob, so I can understand how it maybe didn't feel like that. Love from London. Uh, see, I love hearing my own name so much that I think Batance read this on his solo show. But I could be wrong. I did, but I wanted Taylor to have fun. You know what? It doesn't oh, matter. I'm sorry. I love hearing that I was right twice, so that's that's good for me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> that's all I'm trying to say. Right. Taylor, I'm sorry, Taylor. You're sick. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly. Taylor, you're sick. Taylor, do you want to go? Sick. Do you want to go to email or Twitter next? Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go to <laughs> Twitter. Excellent, Joe Batanz. Cover the Twitter messages that we got. I will, Daniel. We have first one comes in from Bryce Lee Wynn. He has his own episode seven comments. I loves you, Thorgy. So so sad to see Thorgy go. But if we were to all be honest, there was really no one else but Thorgy to go home based on the circumstances set up by this episode. <sighs> this episode was very reminiscent of season four's frenemies challenge and season four's political challenge. I feel like this episode was designed to bring the tension between Bob and Derek to a head, but it ended up backfiring. And instead of channeling her tra- frustrations towards Shishi. Thorgy instead focused on enacting some sort of vendetta against Bob. I feel like Kim and Naomi were paired because they were the leftovers. I honestly <laughs> thought all of them had funny moments in their political ads, but I think the judges were right. Bob and Derek made the best of the pairing while Thorgy and Chi-Chi didn't. And the moment when I heard Jennifer Holliday's voice, I knew Thorgy was in trouble. I thought Chi-Chi's look was really elevated. I thought that she did a great lip sync. She can do the high-energy death drops and Phillips will also do something about studio about powerful. As much as I hate to see Thorgy go, I think she Wait, honestly... Wait, stop, much stop. Her own what are you, why are you speeding up? What? Oh, girl, this is very long. Well, then skip. As much as I hate to see Thorgy go, I think she honestly got too much into her own head, and ultimately, the person she ended up competing with was the voice inside her head. Overall, great episode, and I must point out that if Derek goes home, it would be the first time in drag history where we have three black queens and an Asian queen in the top four, oh, which would be very interesting. That would P.S. be. Joe Batanz. While I agree with your assessment of why Derek is still on the show, I wasn't quite convinced by your theory that Derek is the one who is being bullied. The problem with Derek is that she likes to make snide comments, but then she can't handle it when people throw the same negative energy back at her. If you can't say, if you can't rumble with the big dogs, stay out of the yard. Also, I love, love, love your show. Love you guys. Wish you guys had the wish you guys the best in your successes, and thank you for bringing us this gem of a show each week. Hugs and kisses, Bryce. Thank That's you. very nice. Thank you, nice Bryce. Letter. letter. <laughs> Email. Wow, you're Post. mean, Joe. Why are you so mean, Joe? Oh my God, it was so long. Imagine having to read that. I, well, I don't have to imagine having to read it. You read it for us. It's like, okay, Bryce. Yes. This is what I think. Oh, God. Derek is definitely bullied just because he does throw shade, but I think he's doing it as a, as a weak defense mechanism. I think he says stupid shit. I think even from very early on, he came off as an easy target, and Bob smelled blood and went after her. Yeah, thank you. 
You know what? It seems I, very retaliatory when she says things. It doesn't seem like she goes after people. Yeah. But yeah. I will say, if you've seen, if you've seen, I'm curious to see what happens in the future, though, because you've seen Bob before. He always had Acid Betty and Thorgy Thor as his own little crows who would sort of be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're gone. Yeah, they are. So I wonder what happens now with they're gone. Well, you know what? I like Bryce. Gone. I like Bryce mentioned, brought up this point that not a lot of us are thinking about, which I agree with him. I think Naomi and Kim Chi really are just kind of basic middle of the pack queens. It's like, I was, you know, the, the Chi-Chi-Thorgy pairing was interesting because Thorgy went after Chi-Chi so hard last week. And the Bob and Derek pairing was interesting because of the way that they've been going after each other, right? The ratchet queen, the basic queen kind of a thing. And you're right. It's like, to me, Naomi and Chi-Chi are just kind of like people in the background. They're like, just like, they're just standing there bot- dodging the bullets. That's not how you win this show. That's just, you know, that's just being background fodder. Taylor, any thoughts? I would agree with that. I think that they are sort of very lucky middle crowd that they haven't had to really. Oh my God. But wait, if we agree with that, then that means the top three is going to be Bob, Derek, and Chi Chi. That's, uh, that's weird. That's crazy. All right. Well, let's, all right, let, let's all call it. Who do we think will go? Not having seen the episode, who do we think will be the one that goes home this week? If, I, if it follows that whole middle I of the I still think it's Derek. I don't think so. I think it's going to be just based on what Bryce just said right now. I'm going to go with with one of those two middle basic queens. I think it's going to be Naomi or Chi, or Kimchi. For some reason, I think Naomi is in the top three. I have a feeling. I feel like Naomi. She had a turning point with the scarecrow thing. Yeah, that was a turning point for her, and I think that they see her differently now. And I, think, I could see I think her being the- in top three, whereas I couldn't see it before with that scarecrow costume. I I think that we might actually see her in top three. I hope, but I think it's more of a, you know, Katya Slade, the cha-cha shoes episode, the John, what's his name? John, John Waters, John Waters episode. And, you know, then she went home. It's like, I, that was her supposed to be. I loved Katya so much though. So I can't speak. I don't know. I'm confused, but I, I don't want it to be, but I think it's going to be Bob, Derek, Oh, excuse me. I just burped. That was so gross. I should edit that out, but I'm not because I'm talking about it now, and now I can't edit it out. Um, but I think it's going to be Bob and Derek and that other one that I that, that's not in the group that I just said. Kimchi? No, I said she was in the group that I just said. Who's the other one? Uh, Chi-Chi. There we go. Chi-Chi, Bob, and oh my God, Taylor's face. He's so judgy right now. He's just like I'm not judging. He's just I'm like not, I'm not. How many of those beers have you drunk so far? Because I, no, you seem to be struggling for this. I know kimchi, not kimchi, chichi, bomb. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you're looking at me this way. All right, chichi, Bob, and uh, Derek. I think that's the top three. I don't want it to be, but I think that's the top three. Chichi, Bob, and Derek. All right, Joe. Who do you think? I think it's going to be an all black one. I think it's going to be. Bob, Chi Chi, and uh, Naomi. The other black one. Yeah. <laughs> the other black one. <laughs> Bob, Ch- I'm so tired. I think it's Bob, Chi Chi, and Naomi. See, okay. Kenny. See, Kenny. Go ahead. Okay. So, are there other tweets or Twitters? Or- yeah. yeah. Here's one from Persia. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm sorry I message you almost every episode, but when I listen to the podcast, I've- I'm having a conversation with you guys, and it's one of the reasons your show is my favorite. I'm extremely upset that Thorgy left the competition. Thank you. She was my favorite, 
And she was tremendously talented, so it's upsetting to see her go and Derek stay. As Joe has mentioned before, there's always a pattern for the top three. A comedy queen, a beauty queen, and a queen with a big personality or with a lot of charm, like Pearl. And I feel like that'll be impossible <laughs> this season now that Thorgy's gone. I'm so excited for the new episode now that Taylor's back. I'll always be listening. Aww. Love you guys. Persia. Oh, yeah. thank Persia. you, Persia. Thank you, Persia. That's very nice, and I'm glad to be back. Well, I, I was for the first episode. Well, thank yeah. you, Andy. This, this one not so much. I don't think thank you're. I don't you, think Persia. you're. Yeah, I don't think you're as happy about this episode. I don't know what that is. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. <sighs> Whatever. So, whatever. I am happy now that I have my now that I have my Walt Disney Studios Turvis <laughs> Tumblr unturvis Tumblr. Yeah. All is right with the world. From the Walt Disney Studios. Oh my itself. god, this is such an inside joke. I just I, I I worry now. This is such an inside joke. But go ahead. Move we along. we told the joke. We told I know, joke I know we explained okay. it, but it still is such a it's such a nerdy inside joke just between us because we're all kind of us. You know what I'm saying? We think mm-hmm. we Did think Did you smoke a bowl in between <laughs> when we took a break? No, I did not. I'm just saying, you know how like we think that we're mainstream, but we're not. And then we're making an inside joke. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Move along. I'm sorry. Magic Man 69 writes, so listening to the podcast Extra Lap, I guess your top three prediction is out the window. I think Bob, Chi-Chi, and Naomi top three. Who knows? Love your show. Been listening since last season. You guys are hilarious. You mentioned that Friday's show will be supersized. Aren't your shows already supersized? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, I can also insert this. Is this Baron Frosty's non de plume? I think maybe. it is. Is it? I guess the Thorzy Thor bit of news was a spoiler. Oh well. By yeah. the way, Magic Man sixty nine, love your picture. I mean, like seriously, love, love, love your picture on Twitter. It's like you can. Oh, it's just like go. To, uh, it's, it's an amazing picture. That's all I'm trying to say. So, so Joe, do we have any more tweets? So all I'm trying yeah, to say is like, yeah, wasn't... whatever, whatever you said, I agree. Whatever you said, I agree. <sighs> So we're all out of tweets. I'm Daniel, sorry. Daniel's auditioning for When a Man Loves a Woman too. <laughs> Remember that movie with Meg Ryan and uh, Andy, Andy Garcia? Garcia? Wait, which part of I yeah. which part of I am auditioning for? You're Andy Garcia. Oh, okay, right. No, Andy Garcia. Meg Ryan the little was the head. drunk. Oh, was she? Yeah, Meg Ryan was the alcoholic in that. <laughs> oh, Daniel, I can't you're, believe- you're, Daniel, you're Andy Garcia's little head. You know, the, you know, Danny Garcia. You know, Andy Garcia has a little head that I was born with. Do you know this? What Andy Andy Garcia was born with a conjoined twin. Shut up! You're making this up. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. You, you, use Google. Andy Garcia was born with a. He's the most famous conjoined twin in history. I swear to God. Earlier we couldn't look up Miles Davis Moody doing a porn, but now suddenly you want us to use our bandwidth to look up whether uh, you're right or not. Seems- Andy Garcia, <laughs> conjoined twin. I you and, Andy Garcia's conjoined twin sounds like a band from the '90s. And it was also a band from the mind 90s. They sang, closing time, time to chop my little head off of my little Andy Garcia neck. Closing time. Please don't use the scalpel. Cause Have you found that information, Daniel? <laughs> Top 10 celebrity myths debunked. <laughs> nope, not debunked. Not debunked. Did you Barely. see they were... Th- Apparently it's on Snopes. About- no, apparently it's on Snopes.com. And I believe this is actually a, uh, I'm sorry, Joe Batanz. I think this is actually a, a joke. Uh, the question is, was actor Andy Garcia born as a Siamese twin? I didn't and- say Siamese twin. 
Uh, let me finish. The answer is Andy Garcia was born with an undeveloped conjoined twin attached to his shoulder. <laughs> okay. 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 It wasn't conscious. Right. It wasn't conscious. It was I about, never said it was conscious. It was about the size of it. You implied that it was singing a song that you implied that literally Andy <laughs> Garcia and his conjoined twin were doing some kind of musical number together. It's like, summer loving. Had me a blast. Mm-hmm. I'm a conjoined twin. Get me out of the sun. It's just like uh, it didn't rhyme. It didn't need to. Andy Garcia exactly was born with a conjoined twin. I didn't oh. say it was alive. So to review, we have no more tweets, right? No, we do. We have one from Tyler. <laughs> That's my oh, real God. laugh, by the way. Not that fake yeah. fucking. Uh, Michelle Visage left. Michelle Visage. Oh, God. We still have hey, to get through Daniel feeding emails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Taylor, now he's driving the boat on that one. Hey, squirrel friends. I'm utterly gagged over this week's episode. It baffles me how Derek Barry is still here. Do you think RuPaul's head has been okay? She'll be getting complaints, unlike Miss Fame, after this season because she's sending home all the good bitches. Acid, Thorgy, on the bright side. With the fashion challenges coming up, that basically guarantees that Kim and Naomi will be on the top three along with Bob. So that makes me happy that my favorite two will be in the top three. What do you guys think of RuPaul's elimination choices? It bothers me because they've been fair. And Tyler does this every week. He asks us and he answers the question. It bothers me because they've been fair and just, but they've been some of my favorite queens and some of the strongest we've ever had. Sad face. Stay sexy. Tyler. I think that it it's good for the show. Even though it sucks for us as viewers, it's not where I mean, think about when we first started this. We kind of, at least in the beginning, we knew this one's going home, this one's going home, this one's going home. We you could kind of tell which were the filler queens. And now it's pretty far back in the in the competition. It makes it a little bit more exciting. I mean, who would have thought that Thorgy would have gone home this week? I don't think any of us thought that. So the fact that now we kind of really it's anybody's game, even though we all think Bob's gonna win it. It makes it a little bit more exciting as a viewer. To me, I think, and I'm going to reach out to my uh, to our London listeners right now. I think this is very Mariana. much a this is very much a Pete Bennett kind of a season. Uh, and for those of you in the UK oh, that have watched Big Brother about. UK, you'll know that the the season that Pete Bennett was on, as soon as he came on the show, you knew he was going to win. The rest of the season was just a placeholder to crown him as the winner. I think on this season. It doesn't matter who the top three is because we all know that Bob the Drag Queen is, unless some weird, bizarre lightning strike kind of weird thing happens, Bob the Drag Queen is getting crowned as the, you know, as the winner of this season. And rightfully so. Those are the tweets. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we have emails left. Uh, Let's go through those, shall we? Will you stop it? That's your fucking seatbelt. Will you stop (laughs) it? Will you stop it? The first email that we have here comes into us from Nicole uh, from Greetings from Nowhere. Do you guys all know Nicole from Greetings from Nowhere? I love Nicole yes. from Greetings from Nowhere. If you don't know who they are, Christine and Nicole do a little podcast called Greetings from Nowhere. You can find them at visitnowhere.com. Hey, guys. I have been binge listening to your show since I heard about it recently. I have finished up to episode four and the extra lap. I have to say there are few podcasts to which I burst out laughing out loud and yours is one of them. You she are- obviously doesn't listen to my award-winning show <laughs> Catching Up with Mike and Joe. You are just delightful. Uh, so keep it up and I will catch up. By the way, I enjoy the episode with Beth and Donna. Maybe it's because I know them personally and I didn't take it 
all as negative. Thanks for such a fun podcast, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, yes, thank you, Nicole. We love you. We do. We love Nicole very much. I have also filled in. I've, I've guest hosted on that show, Greetings from Nowhere. As have I. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that just let I've, anyone I've on there Wait, Joe, have you ever guest hosted on that? I've never guest hosted, oh, but good. I have oh, been, there's, a, there's I've been a guest yeah. of honor when they had like the 100th episode or 200th episode, whatever, somebody did something. And they're like, why don't you uh, come on the show and be a guest? Wow. Yeah. So all of us have been to nowhere. Yes, we have. But we've never it's been in, to In me. this episode alone. <laughs> yep. What is with my <laughs> laugh tonight? What is the weird laugh? I know. I don't know. Lauren writes to us, hi, guys. I know Daniel loves Chi-Chi, but do, do any of you think she will make it to the top three just because of her lip syncs? Now that Thorgy is gone, I'm questioning my top three, which was Kimchi, Bobby, and Thorgy. I don't know if I believe Kimchi deserves to be top three, but RuPaul seems to love her and wants to keep her on the show, since she really should have been in the bottom two this week. I think Chi-Chi will lip-sync her way into the top three. Who do you guys think will be in the top three? Also, I love the show. Thanks for making a new episode every week. Thanks, Lauren. I think we've covered to death who we think our top three is, so let's just... uh, I don't know. I think the top three are uh, <laughs> Nasha Lopez, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, and, and Nicole Page Brooks. And Nicole Page Brooks. They'll oh bring her back. God. Wow, that's a that's so. a crazy one. And Scarlet Starlet. Scarlet Starlet. No, I, I think I think it's going to be Bob. I think that it would be smart for RuPaul to do a do a final three that are all African American. So I think that at this point, I think you've got. People seem to you had mentioned at at the Thorgy thing that people loved Naomi. Oh, they do. They love Naomi. So and I think that Chi Chi is the story. She's she's the she's the underdog. Yeah. So I think there's and then you've got Bob. So I think I think it will be I think it will be the top three. But if it was Naomi and Kim Chi and Bob, it would be a bumblebee. Anyway, let's move on. Uh to Wait, our hold next... on. Hold on, Daniel. I hate to do this. <laughs> Guys, so Daniel sends me messages while we're recording. Usually they're about like, I do not. Like, I do not. Look in this folder, look in that folder. When Taylor said it'll be a, t- a top three, black, all black top three, <laughs> he, said, a lie. He, he says, no need to show up to the finale on time. Oh, wow. Like, Daniel, that's very, oh. very <laughs> racist. Kenny, I did not say this. This is all words coming out of Joe Batanz's mouth. They have nothing to do he with me. He sent me this note. And Taylor, I, Daniel, I do not put up with that. Wait, uh, so... so- Wait, wait. So you're the, sending each other messages. You're passing notes to each other so while no, I'm talking I on the show. I am not. He's lying, Taylor. I do not send him messages while we're on the show. You're telling me you didn't send me a message saying I that the not. show is not going to start on time now. I did not. You know okay. I did not. Don't try to take advantage of me. Uh, <sighs> this uh, my last day of my vacation. That's not fair at all. Hey, by the way, I'm using Mark writes this and he says, "Hi guys. I think I missed something with this week's mini challenge." I guess the queens were supposed to guess if the members of the pit crew were tops or bottoms based on the statements about them. Turns out almost all of them are bottoms, right? It seemed kind of lame. Chi-Chi's lip sync gave me goosebumps. She was perfection. Even though Thorgy is gone, there's still lots of talent left. Despite a lame challenge here and there, I don't want the season to end. Thank you, Musing Mark. Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, that challenge really was just that simple. It really was. It was just kind of a lame challenge. The, the tops and bottoms thing. Yes. Okay, great. It was. Okay, great. It was, it was, it was, no, well, clearly it was, it was product placement. Yeah. No, it was. Daniel, it, I don't know if you know this, but uh, this uh, Archer is a mattress company Casper. out there. In, Casper. Oh, Casper. 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 Casper is a mattress company out there in uh, the East Coast. 
They're all over the place. They have ads in subways and they're kooky. Okay, great. Uh, I want to uh, go. I don't know why this didn't get there, but it's I there. can read your screen on your glasses, Daniel. Shut up. Uh, this one comes into us from Steven, who says, well, first of all, the timing of your extra lap show was so horrible, it made even it made it even more awesome. From talking about how Derek should go home, Thorgy was a Reddit fave to win, and Bob looked like Michelle Obama. I mean, in a way, it made me love this week's episode of RDRR even more. You did a great job of hosting the show, Joe Batance, uh, this week, and saying that you were only 49% as good looking as you sound <laughs> made me die laughing. I'm not even going to comment on Thorgy's loss this week because it makes me sad, except for Untucked when she said she gave Chi-Chi a roll of pink tape and wrote her note that reads, here, now you have jewelry for the rest of the competition. Anyway, in addition to loving you all, I have a question because I pay attention to everything you say, which is creating an issue for me as I am learning more about Drag Race. My question, my question to you, oh, I, should, I should embellish this. My question to you, uh, Taylor and Joe, you guys have said that you think the girls get a, all the songs before the show starts. You also have said that they know which looks to bring. Yes. I, I'm skipping. Yeah. I, I, I'm skipping. I, I, I'm making I, I, I it more dramatic with my with my pauses. Oh. So when, so what is it then? No. So then, what is it? No. I got. Uh, so then, what is then? What else do they know? Oh. <laughs> it kind of makes me. It kind of makes the workroom less interesting if they have such a heads up. I mean, how could any runway look suck if you have time and an idea of what to bring? I get that the maxi challenge isn't told you up front, but still. P.S. I know this email is long. P.P.S. I bought my rocker for the finale next month, and I am going to the Battle of the Seasons this Friday. Let me know if I can buy you all a drink for being so awesome. Now, rocker for the finale next month is that is that something? Are there rocking chairs in the in the theater that you're going to go to, Joe Batance? No, I don't know what that means. I bought my rocker for the finale next month. I want to address something. I don't think the queens get the, all the songs up front. I believe they just get them maybe when the episode starts. They have them for a couple of days because uh, they, they've mentioned in other seasons where like someone's saying like, oh, I stayed in my room last night and I just yeah practiced lip sync over and over again. But um, because I also think I, like I told you, Daniel, I think the songs change as the producers see fit. Maybe not in this case that happened this week, but it, they'll, they'll switch it yeah, up if they I, need to. Yeah. And, and again, none of us know this. And I was going to give you this challenge, Joe Batanz. I probably should have done this off line like when we're not recording but fuck it we're, we're recording now so i'm going to give you this anyway joe batance you know some people or you know some yes. people that know some people that do sure. that do reality show editing maybe not this show but that yeah. that their job is to edit reality shows i sure do daniel brewer do you think it would be possible during that week that the recap episode is going on like the redux episode is going could we like maybe interview someone who does reality show editing just like for a 10 or 15 like just to talk to them about what like what is your job like what you know it doesn't have to be from the show but like you are a reality show story editor what is your job like how much footage is there actually shot at these things how much like could we talk about that could you think you can set that up I think I could. A friend of my cousin's is actually an editor on this show. Oh, well then can we maybe But I don't I don't, know. I don't I mean, yeah, I mean I'd we can we can follow right whatever guidelines. We won't ask questions that they don't want us to ask. We'll give them final approval, you know, on the on the edit or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would love to talk to somebody about the process here because I think we're all kind of curious about yeah, what I'll the see, process I'll see what is. I can do. Remind me off the air. Okay, well, we're on the air. Here's so. the thing. To answer your question, uh, Stephen, I think if it's a Something that they have to bring something for home, like the Madonna challenge or the, uh, you know, the, the, what was one of the other, like the neon challenge. The black and white. Ne yeah, black and this white challenge. challenge. 
that this would be something they would tell them ahead of time to bring because it's kind of nebulous as to what there is. But I think like for like the Wizard of Oz challenge, they probably didn't because they were tasked with making their own outfits for with them, them and their their little woman co-host. So it's like I think those kind of challenges they don't tell them anything. I and in those cases, I think they also provide them with their shoes and some of the basics. I don't know if you remember last season where there was a challenge where they were all dressed up like half man, half woman, a la Victor Victoria. Remember, yeah. that, remember that challenge? So when I went and saw Katya in her viewing party, she was talking about the fact it's like they gave us that jumpsuit. So we had a jumpsuit that was half tuxedo and we were only responsible for dolling up the nude side, which was the female side. And they gave us the shoes. So we, we so the only thing they had to do was just decorate that news, nude side. So they didn't know that ahead of time that what this challenge was. They were basically, here's some crafts and here's a nude suit with a tuxedo on one side and some shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I get so, the impression they're kind of vague because remember Chi Chi used her neon yeah, yeah, yeah. in an earlier challenge. Yep. And so she probably, if she probably would have known it would have been a neon challenge. She probably wouldn't have used it. Right. That's and, a good point. And I think we've also heard Michelle Visage say before, there's fabric here. Like, I think there's always basic fabric in the back of the room that they're, and sewing machines that they're allowed to use. So they could, if they wanted to create their dress every week. But again, not to reference back to the libraries open, but we don't know how much time they have to do these things. Like on Project Runway, they're pretty good about you have two days. They have to about do this. five minutes or six minutes. <laughs> you have <laughs> so I mean, we as viewers know how much, but we don't know how much time they actually have to create these. So looks. wait, in the library is open. Let me ask you this oh, question because one of the people in the library is open is a drag queen. Wait, which right? one? Donna Sugars. Oh yeah, yes, Donna Sugars is a drag queen. Yes. Yeah. So. Does that mean that, you know, when Rue does a table visit at minute 25 and then 15 minutes later she's on the runway, that she got dolled up in 15 minutes? Yes, Jobatance. That's exactly what it means. Okay. And it means it doesn't matter that Thor G. Thor says, like, no, she was at the table for like 45 minutes. And that was the only clip they pulled. Uh, anyway, there we go. Thank you, Stephen. Anyone else have a, a comment on Stephen's thing? I, I, think, I think that you both summed it up pretty, pretty succinctly that it's, I think they probably give them out of, what 12 episodes or nine episodes or whatever yeah. they probably say bring these five outfits and then we're going to have you doing sewing competitions and all right. that sort of stuff so and the very vague as when i said the thing about the songs in the beginning mm-hmm. i wasn't sure about that maybe they only give them i'm sure they only give them one or two at yeah. a time probably to, think, in, that way they could that way they can't prepare if they want to switch up like what we talked about with the jennifer holiday song this week I could see it being where they were planning on doing one other song and then went, no, we changed our mind. We're doing this instead. Yeah. I think I remember when survivor was filmed that they were like given like this really stringent NDA where they couldn't even talk about production elements of this show. So I think a lot of this stuff is just speculation or hearing it secondhand. I don't think that a lot of them are actually allowed to talk about what's going on. Anyway, our penultimate email comes into us from Keith who says, hi fellers. Hi. It has reached the point that I tolerate the too often humdrum predictable episodes of Drag Race just so I can enjoy your excellent podcast in context. You are going to be Aww. so disappointed this week. I mean, mm-hmm. so dis- you're going to be like, wait, go back to doing that other thing. You're funny, smart, and sexy voiced. The whole lot of you. Even oh. when you're sloppy, drunk, stoned, or diabetically comatose, Here's to Taylor's recovery. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I didn't make any of that up. He wrote that. Uh, that's cr- I'm here. That's crappy shaming about negativity on your show was given too much credit. 
In the future, you ought to ignore the moralizing thought and speech police because no one said anything offensive offensive or especially harsh. Great. It's, Next week, Beth Western and Donna Sugars will be the host for it. It's a uh, podcast about drag, not a symposium on world peace and curing hunger through female impersonation. Although I would so totally watch that. Like I would watch that show. I would totally, I would totally I would watch, watch the show. hell out of that. After eight seasons of the show and its hundred drag queens, I'm still surprised at how unprepared and unprofessional many of the queens selected for the show are. It I like almost all of them, but core skills almost always are lacking. Uh, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, does the show aim lower than we're led to think? I could accept that some lower tier people are included for comic relief and early eliminations, but almost all of the queens in the final seven lacked basic skills. That's the question. Best to you, well, Keith. Well, I think that we've we've definitely raked season seven over the coals. That it was a kind of a lacking. Season, All right, wait, and I, we know. I, I'm sorry. Here's his real question because I kind of skipped over. Here's the question: Do the drag queens on the show really represent the best drag performers in the United States? No, no. Okay, and I, and I agree with that because you know what? It's a reality show, and they have to like have people try out, right? So it's really like these are the queens that they think they can make stories out from the pool of people that went and tried out for the show. And I would say at that point, they're not the best representation of drag in this country. They're the best representation of drag that's willing to go on a reality show. Yes. That would, that would be what I would say that I think there are performers that we have all seen over the years in various bars and clubs that would never even consider being on a show like this. I, in my private practice, um, or my job, I'm, I'm a, I'm a counselor and I work with a couple of, of wait, tra- you're, you're a drag counselor. How does that work? No, I'm a drag, I'm a drag. Ca- that would be <laughs> awesome. I would totally work for half what I work for if I could just be a drag counselor, but I have, I have drag Queens that I work with that if I, that if I bring up the show in talking about, you know, yeah. sort of thing where they actually make a face and they're just oh. like, I would never, I would never do a show like that. Absolutely not. And, and yet so you I look think at like are, Thor G. Thor, Thor G. Thor has tried out eight times in eight seasons. Oh yeah. This, this there are people the that I think, season, yeah. I think there are people that think that this is their pathway to stardom. And I think this is their way to get their name out there. And this is what they want to do. Whereas other people that may be more talented, aren't willing to subject themselves to being on the show for whatever reason. And I think that, in that result, we're we're seeing the with the, with this season in particular, we're seeing some of the best performers that are out there, but not necessarily that represent all of drag. Joe, what was the question again? Do you think that this represents the best drag queens? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. For instance, there's a legendary drag queen who people know if she were on the show that she'd probably win. That's Vicky Vox. She's from the whole detox, and uh, she hung out with all them, and she's very, yeah. very famous. And I think I think she has no interest in being on the show. Maybe she does and just hasn't gotten on. Who knows? But not only that, people have to remember, and I did not make this up. Somebody else did. But Drag Race is not a real competition. It's a reality show posing as a competition. And in that way, it's cast. So it's cast that there's the person who's going to be the this and the person who's going to be the that. And that means that there's people that they cast who aren't necessarily that strong, but their role is to be the first one eliminated. You're kind of this person. You're that person. They're cast into roles. And so yeah, they're I don't, not necessarily trying to find the best ones. Exactly. I don't think if you had gone through as many auditions as these people had to, that you could have, in all honesty, cast a Layla McQueen on the same season with Thorgy Thor and Nancy Betty and Bob the Drag Queen, right? You you cast her specifically because she was a throwaway queen. You know, she's cute. Yeah. I love her, but yeah, she was not, she was out of her league, as I think even Michelle Visage said in, in one of the judging ones. 
But I wonder if over the course of those seven seasons, they've had one that they thought was just going to be a filler queen that worked their way up the... I I almost wonder, in some ways, if Violet was like that last season. I think that Violet wasn't necessarily expected to stay around as long as she did, let alone win the entire thing. I think I think a lot of it, because I know a lot of smarmy, not a lot, I know a few smarmy Hollywood types, but they're they're kind of like, yeah, this one, this is what's going to go, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's how you end up with your Katyas and your Thorgy Thors that are so loved by the public that were let go earlier, because in the early viewings of them, right, in the early stages mm-hmm. of watching their auditions, there were producers that were like, yeah, she's a middle-of-the-road queen. Yeah, she can't do this. Or no, she didn't give the right answer to that. You know what I'm saying? I think they underestimate completely the Katyas and the Thorgy Well, what happens well. is, yeah. what you're underestimating, too, is the role of the editor. And this is where an interview with the editor would be really good, because what happens is the producers, along with RuPaul, are making decisions based on what they see in the workroom right. at that moment, right? And then all that footage goes into a team of editors, yeah. right? And then those editors build the story based right. on that. Inf- and so they and, can and fall and in love with Katya, right? you know? They can see like, wow, this person's really interesting and, and fashion Katya in such a way that we just fall in love with her and they know she's going to go home early, but they like her, Yeah, you know? Also, I think, and, I think that's also an important thing to talk about is like the editors know the outcome before they edit right it's like they know that x is going to be in the top three so they know they have to give her a lot you know a quasi likable edit so that you like the top three right it would it would suck if you hated the top three so an example of that is acid betty right look how they kind of kind of turned acid betty around right before she was eliminated yeah yeah and so i think with katya and thorgy the editors fell in love with them and gave them really nice beautiful edits that Showed the best of who they are. But the producers and the RuPaul aren't necessarily seeing that in real life. Thank you so much, Keith. We appreciate your question. This, of course, is an ongoing discussion because we are the show that likes to talk about editing. All right. Excellent. Let's move on to our final email here, which comes in from J. That's J-E-Z. Jez. Is that Jez? Is that J? How would you say that? Jay-Z. Jay-Z? Mm-hmm. Did Jay-Z write into our show? <laughs> Jay-Z that wrote into our show. Oh my God, Jay-Z wrote into our show. I swear to God, if we enter those podcasts. With Joe Beyonce. Let's enter those podcast awards and we can say, we were nominated by Jay-Z. What the fuck are you talking about? Hey guys, says Jay-Z, who we were totally emailed by because that's really a thing. I just wanted to send y'all a message sharing my love for the podcast and everything that you do. I love all the asides, digressions, and off-topic chats I was in tears when Daniel was yelling at his cat, and when I heard Daniel is so gay that the only gospel music he could think of was Madonna or whatever the exact wording was. <laughs> I only recently discovered your podcast three or four days ago, and I already listened to all of your season eight episodes, including all the extra laps. I agree with most all of your opinions, including the love of Katya and dislike of Ginger Minge, and I really hope to see Bob snatch the crown purse first this year. Oh, snatch the crown purse first this year though i would also be happy to see anyone other than naomi or derek win nor naomi is gorgeous and obviously talented but honestly i tend to root more for the less glam slash supermodel queens if she did win i wouldn't say she didn't deserve it but i wouldn't be a bit disappointed anyway love the show every bit of it please keep doing what you're doing and drinking and yelling at cats and pressing the shade button i now hear that in my head anytime someone is being shady and i love it and visaging. 
You guys. Taylor has officially given up, by the way. Yeah, you got. <laughs> you guys are the best. Heart sign, Jay Z. Here's the thing, Taylor. That was our last email. You're out of the woods, Taylor. All you have to do is just survive the next, you know, 30 minutes of us talking about Jay Z's email, and you're uh, golden. I, let me say this. Okay. While I still think Bob is going to win, <laughs> I am more comfortable with the idea of an upset and Naomi possibly winning. Oh. I, I I know that Joe has the big pants for Naomi. He does. Show do. And, <laughs> um, but I, I, I was never necessary. She was very middle of the road to me. But I, the, the Scarecrow thing, I wish I was on the episode with you guys talking about that. Because when she came out, I like immediately fell in love with her and was like, okay, this is what I've been waiting for with this one since she started. So I'm oh. I'm glad to see but that But that she's- goes back to the edit where they, 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 did, they did that last year with Violet Chachki. Except Violet Chachki was more of a bitch. But I never liked Violet Chachki. I, I never liked her from day one. I always thought that she was a bitch. But I think the Scarecrow episode kind of parallels her coming out in that really cinched waist with the Oxygen Mask episode. Like that was around but- the same time. Yeah, but there's something about when the one thing with Violet, though, Violet didn't wear the same silhouette for the first five episodes. That was the big thing they were talking about. It's like, girl, you come out in lingerie, you need to do something different. And she paid attention and she listened. And it was so and I'm going to use a project runway term, but it was very fashion forward. Yeah, it was probably the best outfit that we've seen all season. Mm-hmm. And well, I think that and with the short blonde bob and and with mm-hmm. the collar, the burlap collar, like, I mean, everything about it was perfect it was it was a great outfit and i think that that was something where somebody who i always just kind of looked at as somebody that joe likes it made me take notice of her it made me pay attention to her more but so, if we but if we go with the joe Batanz theory of it's going to be a fashion queen a comedy queen and a basic queen then you know violet Chosky won last year because the fashion queen wins over a no you know Ginger Minj was the comedy queen last year and she sucked she wait did, courtney she, act didn't win over bianca del rio no no what i'm saying is is like it really just, you can, I will agree with your theory that we're going to have the top three, but at the same time, Ginger Minns was a shitty comedy queen. So that's why the fashion she queen was, won. They probably thought she was more of a comedy queen. Right. But what I'm saying is I think this year, Bob the Drag Queen is clearly, you know. I mean, I like making fun of Ginger Minj. <laughs> but what yeah. I, we all know, right? We all know that Bob the Drag, that's all I hear from people is like, oh, Bob the Drag Queen is amazing. Oh my God, Bob the Drag Queen is amazing. It's like, you know, it's like, even when I dared mention that it's like, you know what, let's just give him his own show and like, I want to see the other queens. I got email, you know, we got email from that, like saying like, oh my God, Bob the Drag Queen is amazing. How dare you? It's like, I think Bob the Drag Queen is clearly the winner of this. I think they're just trying to cover up. They're just trying to make it not seem like an already foregone conclusion that honestly, if we all sat yeah. back and think about it, it is already a foregone conclusion. That, Bob that, the, the, Drag that the person who's friends with Lady Bunny and Bianca Del Rio is going <laughs> to walk in and win the show. Mm-hmm. And Carol Channing. And Carol Channing. Anyway, thank you so much. And Juice Newton. <laughs> and Juice Newton. Because I heard that uh, that song was actually written about somebody else, but I don't remember where I heard that. Anyway, thank you so much, Jay-Z. We appreciate that. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the the remainder of our email. That is everything that we uh, that we have gotten that I'm aware of in our, in our contact. Okay. I'm so much more comfortable when Joe is leading the show because I don't know what we're doing. It's like, I was just trying to like, and oh, are we done? It's- it's funny because I'm more comfortable when Joe's leading the show, too. I know. Oh, dear <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> wow. Just because there's a cat sitting here licking my elbow.
because my cat has loved me. Yes, that, that's that's why I'm concerned my because the cat, cat is licking your elbow. That that's what I was talking about. My cat. Mm-hmm. Since I got back yesterday, my cat has just been glued to my side. He's just like, "You fucker! How dare you leave me here?" Let me repeat this for eight days. <laughs> I don't think that was loud enough for me to pick up, but it's all right. I'll laugh at it nonetheless. All right. For Joe, are we done, ladies? Are we done? Yes, please. Yes. You Capital can, y. Yes, Mama. You know how to email us. Yes. You can email us at rdrr at gmail. Oh, fuck. You can oh, email wow. us at rdrr at pride48.com. You can send us a Twitter message at Drag Race Recap. You can Facebook message us at facebook.com slash face slash. Wow. Daniel's already. The next two, ho- next two co-hosts are going to be Ernest and Julio Gallo <laughs> on the show. Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. Yeah. Or there's nothing else, right? There's nothing else. There's nothing else. Whatever. Good night. Uh, until for Taylor Latte Boy and Joe Batanz and myself. Sashay away until next week. <laughs> <laughs>